Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 10th of June, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 569. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here, and uh, it's E3 week is sort of kicking off. Sort of? Yeah, a little, I guess. Kind of, of. A little. <laughs> kind of. I mean, today and then tomorrow is like, there's more stuff happening, right? Hey, it's, it's, it's the Summer of Games like Festival. Weeks. It's two degrees Celsius, and uh, I'm freezing my fucking tits off. It's the summer of games, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like how they 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 focus it on the um, like where it is. Like in America, they're like fuck you, the rest of the world. It's summer. It's summer. This is what we're calling it here, <laughs> it you motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. Um, but it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, the temperature outside doesn't really affect what games we get i did see there was a like call it the hot hot games hot games hot games fest there was did you see there and and for winter you could have cool games um there was like a bit of a a twitter spat the other week when people were like oh you know it'd be more inclusive if you referred to games based on their quarter as opposed to the season that they're coming out in and uh on one hand I absolutely agree because uh, back when I don't really write news anymore, but back when I was writing news, uh, it provided a great deal of consternation trying to work out what when is fall. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like, not not because I can't work out, you know, I can't do basic fucking maths, but because what you quickly find out. Right. And people who are always keen to prove you wrong on shit will very quickly uh, point out is that different fucking countries interpret seasons differently. In America, the season begins on the 21st of the month that it starts in. It doesn't start at like the, you know, fucking summer doesn't kick off on the 1st of June. Mm. It starts on like the 21st of June and shit. Like... Technically, we're not in summer, or you're not in summer yet. But we're in in Australia, because it starts at the beginning of the month, we are in winter. We are absolutely in winter. And that's like, that kind of bullshit. Fuck me. Holy shit. It's just needlessly confusing. Whereas quarter one, two, and three, four. But like, the argument against that is that, you know, people do different, they have different quarter interpretations because they go based no, on financial year. fuck up right fuck up. so some people will be like next month is actually the beginning of quarter one because it's the yeah. start of their financial year right the only people making this argument are tax people and what? who cares yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck the accountants um atr if you're listening just let, let it go where's my it's money just, no. where's my money <laughs> no stop it let's not <laughs> It's not anger the ACO. Um, but anyway, hey, uh, we should apologize for the audio last week. Uh, mm, and by we- It was terrible. I mean you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I went, I went back and started editing that thing and was like, oh, man, my audio is shithouse this week. It was clipping all over the place. Um and then I went into my volume settings and I was set to like 100%. I was like, fuck, 
Um, I just didn't pick it up while we were recording, mainly because I've, I've switched across from Audacity to Adobe Audition. Mm. And um, I just, I didn't notice the little, um, I didn't like the, the red line is when you do like a multi track session or whatever it is, the red line is uh, off to the side and the small bar. And I just didn't notice it at all. Yeah. Um, whereas when I was recording in Audacity, you know, it's a big screen with the waveform there and it's yeah. clipping somewhere that I can see it. Um, I've yeah. since fixed that. I've, I've lowered my audio back to where it should be. So it should be good this week. Um, and also I've changed it. So I'm recording a single audio session. So the waveform is nice and big. I can see that sort of stuff. Um, I've been trying to get rid of, uh, for whatever reason, I, I think NVIDIA broadcast has been messing with their algorithm or something, but the, the mouse clicks are coming through occasionally. Right. Um, and that is a little bit frustrating. I'm, I've been trying to get rid of that, but that can be quite challenging sometimes. I mean, they've got algorithms in there now that they're, I think they're beta testing like dogs and cats. Um, right. At the moment, like you can actually switch that on as a, a noise filter. To but, add dogs and cats into your audio. Yeah, into the background. Just so it just sounds like, a, a yeah, bit. living in Jumanji or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the clicking, like the mouse clickings, I do I do click around a lot. You do as well. Yeah. Um, like when we're reading articles or like looking at Twitter to, for breaking news or anything like that. Finding um, notes. I've got notes. Exactly. Going through like our notes and all that sort of thing. So I try and usually get rid of that stuff, but sometimes they do make it through. Um, yeah. And then your audio sounded like... Uh, it wasn't recording from your microphone or you're like your microphone was backwards or like it was recording from your kitchen or something like it was really weird and a bit um a lot of like background noise as well so like i had to try and fix that up a little bit but yeah it wasn't a great episode uh last week so absolutely great content just uh, fantastic content some of the best it's always some of the best terrible editing (laughs) terrible (laughs) editing is great the production <laughs> oh okay okay and who yeah. is our producer that's you <clears throat> editor producer director uh, it's it, it's all you baby you know you want to take all the accolades all the you know all the good stuff that comes in none of it yeah. um you got to take all the bad stuff as well i'm afraid sadly uh yeah no what i think happened is uh nvidia broadcast updated uh and mm yeah decided to, to change something in my case yeah. i think it changed which source it was going to uh but there may have also been a windows update uh, yeah i think it's one of those two for me as well because i had to uh, I, i've been playing um scp secret laboratory hmm. and uh i had to dick around with my audio settings to get the right mic working uh if I recall correctly, and I think that's only started since after the podcast last week. So, uh, yeah, classic. Uh, why why do Windows updates always fuck up? Like every single time they fuck up audio somehow. I guess I, I, it's just weird. It's such a weird thing for them to yeah, always fuck purpose. up. It's, it's, it's a, a targeted attack on the podcast. Hmm. On the entire podcast scene. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> shall we jump into SCP Secret Laboratory? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's kick right in. A lot of, uh, lot of things going on this week. 
so I've been playing this game again. Uh, we, I've, we've talked about it before. I don't know when. It would have been a while ago. Ages and ages yep. ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I love this game. And I don't... Like, on one hand, I don't know why it's not more popular, right? It's got about... It's got, like... I looked on Steam charts. It's got, like, Hell Let Loose numbers, um, which is, you know, not bad by any means. But it's free. And it is completely... Completely uh, insane what it does. It's, like... It's asymmetrical multiplayer but on so many different levels. It's not just, you know, one monster versus four humans or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. fucking 12 guards, and the guards are on a team with the scientists and the the, uh, special forces, Uh, but they're against the Class D prisoners. And then you've got the, the scientists are on the side of uh you know the guards but they can team up with the class d and the guards can handcuff the class d and turn them into uh special forces and there's this other bunch called the uh the chaos insurgency and they're on the side of the scps but the scps aren't on chaos's side so the chaos don't want to kill the SCPs, but the SCPs will are supposed to kill Chaos, and so because there's friendly fire and because like there's there, these like teams aren't hard stuck. Um, you've got these situations where yeah, like it, the the Chaos can shoot the SCPs. They can shoot each other if they fucking want to. Uh, the SCPs don't have to kill the Chaos, although they will have to if they want to fucking win, but they can leave them to last, or they can leave a D-Boy. Like, I had a game the other day, like, to clarify, obviously I say we've talked about it before, but, uh, and by we, I mean me, uh, but um, it's, it's, a, it's a game that is sort of, it's based on the uh, SCP... Uh, I don't know what to call it, like a fiction, creative fiction writing wiki, I guess, where people write these insane uh, short stories uh, about uh, these, like the sort of shit that the X-Files might hunt down, right? Or Control might go after. Control was, in my head, basically an SCP video game except like they couldn't quite uh scp has pretty rigid uh rules about what can be monetized within it and stuff like that um so control you know you got stuff like uh when you're going through the oldest house uh you you find like a phone uh and if you pick up this phone something fucking whack will happen like you'll hear i don't know the fucking the children you never had or some shit right like uh there are there are a bunch of rooms in control where you'd find like they were these giant lockdown things and it would just be like 
this giant area dedicated to like something tiny in the middle and people all the writing around it would be like oh god like whatever happens i i I swear there was something in particular in control like maybe you can remember because you played it obsessively there was something where someone had to be looking fridge the fridge right yeah um right there is a a like what one of the SCPs in uh, secret laboratory. I'm saying laboratory. We don't laboratory. Laboratory. <laughs> God damn it. Laboratory. 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 Uh, anyway, um, in in SCPSL, uh, yeah, one of the monsters is uh, is the peanut. Uh, and he basically looks like a giant peanut. He's made out of concrete, technically, and uh, you have to be looking at him because if you're not looking at him, he moves five times faster than everyone else. Technically, he's supposed to be able to like instantaneously move, and the way they've done that in the game is that if you are in the same room as him and you're and you stop looking at him, he can attack you from any any fucking distance. Basically, like he doesn't have to be on top of you. Most like. Generally, it's melee attacks from the SCPs, but if you fail to look at him, he, he'll get you. Which is, yeah, basically like the fridge, right? Someone had to be looking at all times. Uh, in SCP, they uh, SL, they they introduce this blink mechanic, which is actually how you can tell when you're looking at Peanut, because if you start fucking blinking, uh, you only blink when when peanuts around. You're not blinking all the time. Um, and yeah, you mean you, blinking by your your screen? Right? Your, screen your screen goes is black. Yeah, like your eyes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Your screen goes black, and and when the screen goes black, peanuts able to fucking move, mm-hmm. lightning fast towards you. Uh, and so one of the terrifying things is when you look down this giant corridor, and then you blink. And suddenly at the edge of your vision is this fucking peanut. And you're like, ah, fuck. And you start, you had to start running, but you had to start running backwards because you can't stop looking at him. And so you, you run backwards and you like bump into a door and you like turn around quickly, open the door and then like fucking run backwards again. You close that door, uh, to try to slow him down somehow. And yeah, like it's just this wild fucking game uh where like the the way you play it is different every time and the reason i know why it's not more popular is because it's basically fucking impenetrable right like Mm. it doesn't do any it looks terrible it makes no yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh it looks like a source mod basically um like from half-life 2 or something um but yeah, the the way it works is like just so unbelievably difficult to get a handle on because most of the time, I, I'm not sure exact numbers. I think it's like thirteen D boys uh, in a forty player server. You'll have like uh, one, two, five SCPs. I think uh, spawn, and it's got. Uh, a selection of six that it can choose from. Uh, so it will randomly assign one player in the server to be one of the five SCPs 
uh, or five plays in the server, one of the five SCPs. And then um, and then you've got, I think it's eight guards. And then uh, not quite an even split, like uh, slightly more scientists than uh, D-boys, Class D prisoners. So odds are... The odds are pretty good that you'll spawn as, as a, a D-boy, uh, a Class D prisoner, and they start with nothing. And they are, if the guards see them, the guards are supposed to shoot them. Like, there's a decent chance that you'll run out of your fucking room, you'll run around for a little bit, get blapped, and that's it. And you just have to fucking watch it. And it doesn't tell you anything. And from there, it doesn't get much easier if you were to spawn as a scientist you'd have you'd start with a key card and that's it and the key card can only get you into like two rooms one of those rooms being a like a place that holds another scp a, a not a neutral scp right and basically the rule is if you step into this scp's chamber and you activate it it will upgrade whatever is in your inventory. And so mm. you get a better key card. You can upgrade your key card by cycling through this until you've got a better key card. And then, but you're like, it doesn't tell you that how to do this. You just, you basically just have to work this fucking shit out, right? Or yep. learn it by watching. Nobody's going to fucking tell you either. Nobody's going to tell you what any of this shit does. Like, there are a load of other SCPs, neutral SCPs, uh, that don't really move around and you can't spawn as, but you can acquire them. There's like a red ball, and if you throw the red ball, it bounces around until it explodes with more force than anything else in the game. It can legit, like, kill an SCP uh, in one shot. Um, and it's, it's basically, it's one of the most powerful weapons in the game, although it's very difficult to aim and all that kind of stuff and like to use really well is, is complex, but it is a hugely powerful item that you have at your, at hand that you just wind up, you wouldn't know that. Like you might get it or you pick up a fucking red ball that's in a glass case and you're just like, oh, I don't know, and you throw it. And the only thing you'll learn is that, like, after you die to the explosion, everyone in the server who's already dead will just roast the fucking shit out of you. They'll just be like, what the fuck was that? Why would you throw the ball? And you'd be like, oh, I'm new. I haven't played this. So I don't know what the red ball does. But they can't hear it because they're all too loud. Fucking lighting you up. Uh, and it's not like... It's, it's not a bad thing. Like, it's not... There is some toxicity, obviously, but, like, it's generally because everyone knows that they're going to be on the same team in about, I don't know, half a minute's time, right? Because it always randomly reassigns you. You're never one team for long. So you might be on someone's team as an SCP, or you might be a scientist one moment and then a D-boy in the next game. So you got to know that if you just wander around as a scientist, you happen to find a gun and you start capping D-boys, you got to know that shit's coming back to you. I fucking, I, I take note. Anyone who wrongs me, I persecute for the rest of fucking eternity. I've got a fucking list, right? 
like I'm far from the only one doing this. Uh, everyone talks about, oh, they, that dude's always a fucking dickhead, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, it's not, well, I guess it's vaguely toxic, but it is like retribution toxicity, I suppose. So I, I, I don't know, because I participated in it, I probably find it more palatable. Anyway, uh, I'm getting off topic. Um, you can't learn any of this shit easily right? Like, I guess you could go look up a fucking wiki, but that's about it. And then, like, there's the SCP, you spawn as an SCP, and you're so, so done. There's no fucking way you work this shit out. Like, it's got, like, press an F1, press the F1 button, and it'll tell you broadly what you're doing, uh, or what you're supposed to do. I spawned as peanut the other day, and it's like, uh, if people are looking at you, you can't kill and that's about it. But it doesn't really tell you anything else. It doesn't give you any more information. Uh, I had to, like, it was just, I was very lucky to be playing with this, uh, someone who, it turned out, has played the game for like 4,000 hours, which is insane. Um, and he was playing as the computer, which is a character that wasn't in it last time I played. But he, the computer is an SCP that can basically control like every door in the building and every fuck everything everywhere, and so it's unbelievable. Like it's it's rough. You used to be able to get a lot away with a lot of shit as a, as a D boy or a scientist because you could just close a door and the SCPs weren't able to open it. But uh, now, holy fuck, the computer not only can open that door but can lock the other doors and then turn off all the lights. And once the lights are off, uh, like in the game, nobody can see. It's like everyone's blinking all the time. You can see as a as a person in a room with the lights off, you can see, but it counts as if you're in dark enough view that Peanut can get you. And so, like, yeah, I was playing as Peanut and this, this computer player turned off all the lights on a room full of D-boy, like basically every D-boy and scientist was in this fucking room. And I just fucking, it was a massacre. Like all of them died. It was disgusting. It was pretty funny. Um, I had no idea that I could do that. I had no, like I, that was the first time I'd learned about that fucking mechanic at all. I'd never seen it before. I've never played as a computer. Um, I played as peanut like ages ago. Like, yeah, just didn't. No, and that's the thing about SCP Secret Laboratory is that, like, you, you can't know these things. There's no way, like, th this would never be a commercial game, I think, right? They would never successfully commercialize this game, uh, even if it was divorced from the SCP concept, because it's so fucking tricky to fucking teach people. And, like, also there's... I don't know. I couldn't play it with other people. It's like, I do want everyone else to play it with me. And I think it'd be fantastic to like jump in a fucking Discord and all jump in together. But at the same time, you would need to like, you'd need to- It'd be like playing a, one of those board games that everyone has to sit down and watch like an hour and a half tutorial on how to play it. Yeah. And then even then you're like, I'm still not really- 
Like, that's a lot of information. <laughs> I've got to now try to figure that out. And it's not like you can teach someone on the go while you're playing a board game. In SCP, you, you die, yeah. and you're like, oh, I wasn't really sure what happened there, and now I've got to sit here for 20 minutes. You've got to sit, and, at this, and the other thing is, if we wind up on different sides, it'd be like you're, you're playing that board game, but you're also mm-hmm. actively tr- like trying to beat them. Like, it, it, sure. or it'd be like one of those, you know, werewolf or mafia or something where you're like, okay, and if I was secret Hitler, then I would say something. And people are like, yeah, well, you're obviously fucking secret Hitler. And you're like, okay, fuck, cool, great. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's it's very, like, you the way you communicate suddenly gets very tricky as well and all this kind of shit. It just... It it just doesn't work, right? Which is a shame because yeah, I love the fuck out of this game, but hmm. it's very much a well. I'm gonna fucking dump about for a bit, and yeah, invariably there's a great deal of time, like downtime. I survive. It's actually a pretty good like fucking book game slash hockey slash NBA playoffs game. Because uh, you've got enough downtime to just sort of just not pay full attention. And then when you are paying full attention, you're all the way locked in. But yeah. Uh, anyway, it's free. And uh, yeah. it's not yeah. big. And it is ugly. And it is funny having it installed on an M2 drive and playing it using a 3080. Uh, because I sit there for like five full seconds after loading into the server before anyone else is loaded in and then all the 12 year olds load in and they're all the first thing anyone does is yell first first and i uh i pointed out that i was obviously first one time and uh and i made the mistake of telling why that i was playing scp on a i don't know three and a half thousand dollar computer and they all lost their fucking shit. They were very upset. Uh, I was <laughs> yeah. murdered instantly. Uh, the next game, they found like I was. I spawned as a guard, and like one of the other guards walked up to me and just capped me in the head and called me an idiot. It was pretty funny. Uh, annoying at the time. Pretty funny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, SCP Secret Laboratory, laboratory. Cool. Fuck. Uh, speaking of games. That uh, completely wasted on this computer. Uh, rubber Bandits. Uh, mm. Summer Prologue. Uh, prologue. Um, Baz pointed this out. We were playing this last night. Uh, and Baz pointed out um, that apart from Heath, who was playing it on a 2080 Ti or a 2080 Super. I can't remember which one. Uh, the rest of us were all playing this game on 3080s. Uh, so, yeah. The cards themselves are going on the market for $3,500 fucking dollars. But, uh, yeah. I think I've seen one for $4,500, but not used. I think used, they go for $3,500. Ridiculous. Uh, um, yeah. So, some probably... Uh, um, it is pretty goofy that we've got these extremely powerful computers and we're playing this dumb game again. But talked about it last week. Uh, it's a four-player brawler. Uh, the, 
the prologue is uh, the Rubber Bandits itself still appears to be some sort of heist game. No idea when the fuck it's coming out. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that they're going to... Uh, oh, yeah. They released an update yesterday, and uh, I think they said that they will no longer be updating it from here on out. They're now focused on uh, Rubber Bandits itself. Um, so... I mean, that's, that seems fine to me. Um, this is sort of just a, a momentary thing. What I found interesting was uh, we played a couple of games with JB, uh, Johnny Bravo, and um, had it like, it was, it was a lot of fun, but um, we just sort of looped th- through the three maps quickly, like very quickly because JB kept winning. But... Um, yeah, like there's only three maps in this prologue and so you sort of get a feel for it and there's not like the, there's no randomization on spawn points so you always spawn in the same place and so you know where you're going to be and you know where, you know, if, if JB's been fucking slapping the shit out of everyone, you know exactly where he's going to be every time or, you know, I know Drew's going to be on the opposite side from us each each time we go to this level and stuff like that. And so you, you got to like sort of work that shit out and then fucking it it makes it a little less dynamic as a game uh and it needs that rng to sort of yeah put you in different places but that's not that big a deal um i didn't find it to be a big problem um Mm. we just sort of burned out on it uh just as jb or jb had to had to bail and me and drew like ah well let's go play something else um and then baz showed up and what i found interesting is baz showed up and heath eventually joined as well while we were we were finishing out our round of chivalry 2 because in chivalry 2 if you don't fucking finish a map you don't get any xp in that fucking level which is idiotic but anyway um yeah uh i was like well keen to jump back into rubber bandits i'm like fuck yeah let's go let's do it why not um and yeah so we're playing four player that with baz and heath and dr e3 money just fucking funny like i mean all it all it reminds me all it makes me think of is is that party animals needs to fucking show up because it is basically just a sloppier party animals but uh, on the other hand that's not what rubber bandits is about it actually has me pretty keen to play the proper rubber bandits because i like the idea of some fucking goofy brawl them up heist uh when it finally comes up it's like because yeah rubber bandits itself is not like summer prologue it's got elements of it uh and I, i think what they were doing was sort of just testing the the essence of that game but uh yeah it's it's a it's ultimately a very different experience uh which yeah i don't know i'm i'm like i'm very interested in in playing rubber bandits proper now uh so i think it's a success of a demo but for what summer prologue does itself I just want to play party animals. I just want party animals to fucking come out already. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Does this seem like a game that'll be free to play or is it, do you think it's going to have like a rubber bandits? Know, $15, $19 price tag on it? If it comes out with a 15 buck price tag, I could see myself getting into it. Uh, anything more than that, I think will be a bit of a stretch. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, 15 would be on the upper echelon of that too. Like it'd have to be 15 AUD, not fucking 15 USD translates to 22 fucking Australian or some shit. Fuck that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, I believe that they're going to leave the servers up for Summer Prologue as well. And they've refined uh, the local co-op, uh, local multiplayer rather. So you can't actually play it on a single screen properly now. And um, mm. so that's all good. Um, that's nice. But yeah. Have you suggested to them they change the name? Not to Summer Prologue, to Q4? Q4, Q4 prologue, Q, Q2, yeah, Q3, Q3. Depends where you are, I guess. Fucking now it. <laughs> Fucking good lord. Anyway, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, that's Rubber Bandits. It's available on um, Steam. You can request access to, I, I guess, play it. Um, no, 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 no. You just download Summer Prologue. You're talking about requesting access to the Rubber Bandits playtest. We went over uh-huh. this last week. Just on Steam, scroll, go to Rubber Bandits and then scroll down a little further and you'll see Summer Prologue. Yep. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Yep. All right, cool. Um, next up, we have, uh, let's go, Half-Life Alex with Decamove. What is What is Decamove? Decamove is a interesting little. Uh, it's it's technically a dongle, although for I don't know what they did was um, they ported it to to an app on your phone, and it basically uses the accelerometer and, and uh, gyro gyros, I guess, uh, and compass and shit uh, to basically work out your orientation and then and it's i believe it's actually using like the full compass um and 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 everything not like gps compass or whatever but like google's compass shit the stuff that it keeps you facing the correct way and stuff so you you actually you do the you know when you uh syncing your app uh, your your yep. maps. You wave the phone around. Do the, yep. do the figure eight thing. Uh, yeah, you have to do that to like on maps. You have to open maps and do that and get it to high mm-hmm. for Decamove on your phone to work. But um, basically, yep. you put it and in your what, pocket. You put it in your pocket. Okay. Yeah, you put it in your pocket. Uh, you link it to your computer, and you open uh, whatever game via uh, their PC program, the Decamove hub. And what it does is it allows you to do continuous movement based on the direction your hips are facing. So generally continuous movement your head. is yeah. head movement or hand direction. Now it's based on the way your hips are facing. And it is mm. fucking huge, man. Like it's a it's it's pretty big, man. Uh it was a like I've 
I, I think I've been pretty upfront. I generally play games using teleport motion uh, where I can. I did play, I played Boneworks using uh, continuous because that's how you play Boneworks. You can't do teleport. Uh, the physics-based mm. stuff is pretty important to the game. Um, but I couldn't play Boneworks for ages. And I think it's because there is a, like I have a problem with the, uh, yeah, the link between my head movement and uh, like con- continuous head movement just doesn't work for me, right? Uh, I but doing it with my hips, fucking awesome! It's really good. Uh, it works really, really well um, for me. It, like, it's pretty subtle initially, and then you realize just how helpful it is and yeah you wind up really appreciating it over time um and so yeah uh it's 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 good stuff uh you can find basically you can get the app to test it out yourself if you have a vr machine obviously um by going to decamove and uh i think the easiest way would be to google decamove android um, and, and you can get, you basically have to sign up for their beta testing. And then you, instead of going to, it'll tell you the, there's no beta test going on right now, but you just go to the downloads page and you can get the hub and the Android app. And then you link the two. Um, it was easy for me to link them despite the fact that I don't have a fucking, my PC is not on Wi-Fi. It's, it's on ethernet, but it still will recognize that it was on the same network. It's IP based. It says in the FAQ that it has to be on the same Wi-Fi, uh, but it's actually IP based, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, you can do it just on the same network in general, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, a mistake for them, like in communication. But it doesn't matter. Link them up. Uh, you sync it by like holding your hands down low and looking up, and you see like a screen come up, say syncing, and that's it. You go do your thing which is awesome. Um, works in any game with, with with continuous movement. And yeah, it's pretty fucking cool, man. So I assume they're, they're doing some... I'm just trying to think how it works. Like they're doing something weird where it's telling the game that this is the headset as opposed to the headset, right? Yeah, it must be, yeah. Like it's like duplicating it. Yeah, like cloning it or some in some way. Uh, I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good guess. That's probably what's happening. I haven't seen them describe exactly what they're doing, Um, but it's such like, yeah. I don't think I don't think fucking VR kits need more fucking parts to them necessarily uh you've given them an idea now yeah it's fine yeah uh (laughs) but uh well this actually has a dongle that you can buy for 70 bucks um and it means you don't have to have the app on your phone and uh if you've got like baggy pockets it's not gonna like your phones and your phone wobbles around that's gonna fuck you up but this clips onto like the top of your pants so it can be on any anything basically uh so the, that's not a problem and all this kind of stuff um hmm. 
So yeah, it's it's uh yeah, I think it's seventy bucks or I think it's eighty seven AUD. Uh, right. Um, it's a good idea. I I think it's a like a really fucking good idea for VR. Um, and yeah, it's surprise. It was surprising to me just how good uh it felt to be moving based on hip direction as opposed to head direction um which is awesome yeah uh, i guess i'd have to that's something i have to check out because i played i i've played half-life alex and a few of those other games using continuous um mm-hmm. i think it was continuous head movement yeah yeah um because it, it obviously does uh take some time to get used to because you're basically moving you're, you're pressing forward on the analog stick and then you're moving in the direction your head is moving um and so you've got to be looking you know you, you're constantly like looking around and stuff like that whereas your weapons your hands are in different directions and yeah i think you get some some games you can even set it so it's where your hands are pointing uh, yeah what type of hardware you've got and so alex lets you do yeah. that yeah right um and then the other solutions are like the teleporting. Um, and I guess the teleporting is the for people that find the head continuous tracking movement a bit nauseous. Um, like me, Like yeah. I said, it takes yeah it takes some time to get used to that sort of thing. Yeah. But once you do, I think it works pretty well. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how different it is by using uh, something that is attached around your waist to yeah. point in a direction while then being able to move and look, uh, you know, b- being able to move forward while looking backwards um, or something like that could be interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, is that the sort of things you were doing with it? Yeah, absolutely it was. Yeah. yeah, like you are literally like, and like shooting backwards and shit. Like, mm-hmm. very cool uh, the way that shit works. Uh, and, you well, know, it's got more of a chance of me falling over. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh yeah 100% um like fucking hell it took me so long to not naturally lean over uh to yeah. a, an unstable position um playing VR but um yeah you should definitely yeah grab the app like check it out um yeah I'm not 100% sure that the that the dongle is necessary. Uh, like, in my opinion, I chucked them I chucked them a donation uh, because I think the app is enough um, on my phone, but I can see people who don't have good phones or good accelerators in their phones uh, or maybe, you know, uh, some other issue. Uh, maybe accuracy, like having, you know, you know you're... you're- if you've got it in your pocket, right, it's not necessarily centered, I guess. Maybe, yeah. like you said, it can move around as well. And so the orientation of it could get a bit wonky. Whereas if you've got a, a, a device that you, um, did you say it comes with a strap or something? Like oh, It's like a little clip, in, a belt clip. Right. So you just yeah. clip that to the front of your pants, like dead center. Yeah. Um, that might be a little bit weird, I guess. Maybe on your back might look be better. At my, look at my dongle. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the back, like back of your spine or something, would be a good spot. Um, but also, like, I don't know how finicky it is, or like how accurate, or if it's just like, yeah. Anyway, I'm just test it out. See how you go with yeah. with the phone. I'd, I'd love to know, yeah, your experience with it. Because yeah, mine, 
um, the the phone is well and truly enough. I would pay. Like the app is free. They they've Sweet. released yeah. all this for free, and I'm like, I would, I would have paid <laughs> for this. Like I would have paid for this part. Uh, so yeah, and and now I don't feel the need to get to pay more money for a dongle. Right? Like, I think you goof, but yeah, I chucked them a donation because I I think it's fucking genius. Uh, and I I really felt the impact. I felt like it really change the way I played. I wonder if it's one of those things where um, they're not interested in selling like these dongles at this point. Maybe they tried and it didn't yeah. like trying to get people to buy it and now they're just trying to like get people to buy them. <laughs> like at that yeah, point, right? That's, like, that, yeah, that's like, a good point. I'm waiting for Facebook to come a, come around and be like, all right, we're going to pick you up yeah. and we'll, we'll pay, you know, a couple, you know, 40, 50 million for you yeah. and off you go. Have a good payday. That's that a really thing. good point. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what else changed my experience I put Half-Life Alex on story difficulty and okay. now everyone takes two shots to the head as opposed to 15 and I'm actually right. having fun with the game uh, which is something completely different to, for me did they uh, add difficulties they did didn't they I think we talked yeah. it on, about it on here they, they changed yeah. difficulty settings yeah yeah right Have you? Uh, did you check out the um Oh, what is it called? Like developer commentary? Like they've they've no. been slowly releasing that stuff, right? No, I was playing a mod called uh, GoldenEye Alex, hmm. uh, where they sort of recreate. Like the idea is recreating GoldenEye levels in Half Life Alex. Yeah. It's not like it's got if. What they've done so far is unbelievable, like really fucking well made. These are really well made levels, but it's more you get hints of these old school GoldenEye levels more than you do actually get the vibe that you're playing through GoldenEye in Half-Life Alex. which I don't know, like I, I don't know if that, maybe that's their intention. Um, yeah, you play as Alex Bond, uh, and you're rolling around, uh, and like they make references to stuff uh, that you like. They draw your attention to sort of they're almost Easter eggs from GoldenEye. You know, Soviet missiles um, stacked up pointlessly, and and like doors that lead to dudes standing there waiting to be shot in the head and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's that more than it is oh okay i recognize this uh mm. it's it's very much still city 17 there's just hints uh of of yeah golden eye in it which they yeah. did they fuck it up by not calling it half-life alec ah oh, see that's what they should have done mm. yeah um <laughs> um, Fresh reference. <laughs> that Alec fucking, is the name of the villain in yeah. Goldeneye. Double <laughs> Six. Um, yeah. Uh, Saint Bean, even. Yeah. What a f- that fucking! I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch that movie this weekend. I rewatched The Rock. Why rewatch it when you can play the game? Why play the game when you can rewatch that awesome movie? What about Xenia on the top? Holy shit! That was crikey. Um, yeah, we watched the 
we rewatched The Rock uh, on Monday because it was the 25th anniversary of that film coming out, and um, a lot of that game is uh, a lot of that movie is is, is kind of trash. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. It is a fantastic movie, brilliant movie, but some of the shit that like you. How people didn't know Michael Bay was going to wind up being trash eventually based on The Rock, which was his second movie. I don't know. Because the shit he does in that... Like, there's just absolutely... There's no... What's that fucking line from... um, Oh, God damn it. Now I've forgotten. Uh, Gareth Marenghi's Dark Place. I've known writers who use subtext and they're all cowards. Uh, Yeah. This is... There's no subtext. In this movie, uh, my wife pointed out at one point, uh, when like right at the start, the like uh, the girlfriend, Nick Cage's girlfriend, is like, "I'm pregnant. I'm pr- I'm, Oh my god, I'm pregnant. Uh, aren't you? Ex- aren't you excited?" And they cut to Nick Cage, and his face is just like, "What have What have I done?" And then they smash cut to an external shot of Alcatraz prison because he's now trapped. Like, there's no room for subtlety in this fucking movie. Holy Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, we rewrote that. And uh, I linked... I chucked a link in our Discord channel to a video I watched uh, where a guy basically breaks down how he figures the rock... Uh, Sean Connery's character in The Rock is mm. the Sean Connery James Bond. And it is right. a very compelling argument. He makes a very good argument uh, in that in that there are some like if you actually if you if you watch the video, you're like that fucking that is it. That's a hundred percent. And you rewatch The Rock, and you're like, mm, all right, I'm gonna dial it back a bit. I think it's about 80%. But um, you go, like, I, I went digging afterwards and learned some shit. Like, uh, Sean Connery, I think as a condition of coming on board, made them hire his two script doctors. Like, he had these two script doctor dudes who were, like, who knew James Bond. And they he got them to hire them to rejig the script uh so that it was more bond like sean connery thought he was playing james bond just with a different name so why the fuck not why couldn't it be james bond fuck it uh so anyway obviously pierce brosnan is a different bond uh a very good bond uh but i'm, I'm definitely gonna rewatch goldeneye i'm about mm-hmm. it fucking cool Anyway, um, what a detour that that one took. Uh, it's your fault. You brought up fucking Alec Trevelyan. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, deck move, awesome. Half of Alex when enemies take one shot, two shots to the head. Really good fun. Um, still really sparse with enemies, even in this level. Uh, I don't think they could get around the three enemy uh, cap. Also, 
Every time I start off Half-Life Alex, for some reason it tells me I've got low GPU memory. Hmm. And I have to press OK to then continue to play. And I... You know why? You need, you need that 3080 tie. That's what they're after. I, I need that... that- that's high. I need that's high. I'll, I'll, I'll hit up NVIDIA. I'm like, sorry, guys. I can't even play fucking... Can't even play fucking Half-Life this, Alex. This what the what fuck is, is this shit? This is trash. This is garbage. It's barely even worth the $3,500. Good Lord. <laughs> Classic. Uh, but yeah. All right. Um, cool. Let's move on. Elite Dangerous. Uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Um, yeah, uh, I've been playing. I played this a little bit. Um, mostly to check out the Odyssey stuff. I don't think I'm going to do much Odyssey stuff. Um, oh, it's re- really rough. <laughs> it's definitely better than it was at launch. I was away for the launch, and I, it looks like I missed the worst of it. And also uh, that garbage card I've got on my PC maybe mm. brute forcing its way through a lot of the the expansions problems <laughs> um might just be like hiking it up on my on, on its back and then carrying me through some of the the shittier parts i i am seeing some uh hiccups occasionally um but yeah it's it's the odyssey stuff is very underwhelming uh like even without if this was running at like a 20, if this had copped me a 20 frame hit, uh, I could see being very upset about this experience. I could understand why people were very upset about the experience. I think they've, yeah, they've made progress already in the space of two weeks, which just further makes me wonder why they actually adhered to this ridiculous deadline but um even beyond yeah technical difficulties it's just an underwhelming update the there's you know I, I spoke about it in my uh my elite dangerous video uh the measurement of success in elite dangerous is uh dollars dollars per minute right space bucks per minute space bucks per hour rather um and this, like the ability to get out of your ship and walk around and take all these uh, these missions and stuff like that, it's like in Community when the Dean gets his VR headset and he's running around and, you know, doing all this ex- extrapolated shit just to, like, delete. He has to, like, draw a bow and arrow to, to delete a file or... No, he has, to, he has to drown the file to delete it or something. Um, it's just... You know, like fucking, like uh, NBA 2K, The Neighborhood, right? Which I think is the last time I made the fucking Dean gets a VR headset and community reference. Like, it's just drawn out, right? It's a menu screen, but now I have to fucking walk to the next option in the menu. And it's just not better. The Mm. upside is that you can still do it all the old way in Elite dangerous you're not stuck getting out of your fucking ship right but it does mean that like after the first time you know i got out of my fucking ship i walked around my anaconda i was like this is fucking cool and then i walked into 
you know, went up the elevator to the space station and walked around that. And I'd already seen it all in the alpha. So I wasn't really, you know, that uh, blown away by that portion of it. But it was pretty cool to be on a space station. Um, they've done themselves a real disservice by not giving you a lot of viewing angles outside of the space station. Um which I think is a mistake, but at the same time, I sort of understand why, like uh, space stations in Elite Dangerous are constantly rotating and all this kind of stuff. And uh, while it would be extremely cool and uh, grounding to um, to have a, a window that allows you to see the weird purple sun that this space station is orbiting or some shit, uh, while that would be excellent, um, it would be probably impractical. Uh, so I understand why they didn't do it, but it does sort of make it feel like, well, this could be any fucking space station anywhere, so what the fuck is the point? Uh, and that reinforces the, well, is this not just a hyperextended menu screen? And then you go and take one of the fucking missions. I had enough money to sort of to get some halfway decent gear. Uh, but the problem is, you know, I don't know what it was like when it launched, probably apart from being a slideshow, uh, a lot more active, uh, but already people have worked out that this shit isn't worth the time. It's, it goes back to what I was saying in that fucking video from a dollar, a space box per hour fucking perspective on foot missions aren't fucking worth it. There's not a single one of them that's fucking worth it. Because uh, they take too long. There's like there's there's travel time. Uh, the payouts aren't good enough uh, compared to the like existential difficulty. Um, and so you wind up. I wound up. I was just against bots, and the bots aren't like PUBG bad or PUBG too good. <laughs> whichever like PUBG's got two fucking modes. It's either they're complete potatoes or apparently aimbotting. Um, <laughs> It's not that, but it's it's not like they're not good bots either. They don't provide any challenge. They sort of just are a cannon fodder that are supposed to be there to like provide you something to shoot at while you're finding other players. And that's not the case when no other players are doing this shit, you know? Which is, yeah, annoying, uh, yep. like disappointing. Uh, and so, yeah, you wind up, there's no reason for you to be on foot. Um, you can't walk around the internals of your ship, um, which isn't that big a deal, but is marginally disappointing. Um, and so, yeah, you sort of, you go and equip yourself for first person combat and then you just never do any of that. It was just, it's been launched way too early basically like is it one of these things where it feels like they um like to me this seems like a response to star citizen of like them doing the whole uh space exploration pirates on foot like there's all these different uh i don't know what they call them but like core systems in place um whereas Elite Dangerous has kind of been known to be... It's a, it's a flight simulator or space yeah. simulator and them trying to want to 
make sure they're not left behind like does it kind of feel like they just kind of put it out there just so they've got this thing to compete with it it's it does feel like that but if it is it's i don't know like unnecessary it feels like either they know something nobody else knows or wait, you you mean Star Citizen's coming out like next week, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah, like someone either, told them that. <laughs> either Elite Dangerous is is preparing for the impossible. <laughs> yeah, or, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Robert Space Industries is a part of the. They usually are, right? The um the PC gamer gaming yeah. show. I yeah. think they're doing something with that, but. I don't think it's going to be through. Like, I will be blown away. Um, yeah, like, yeah, that this this would be some nuclear reaction, uh, nuclear level reaction, overreaction. If 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 it is, if it is a reactive move to try to undercut. Starcism, yeah, a uh, huge mistake in my opinion. Um, no, I just think they bit off more than they can chew, mm. set themselves deadlines that they couldn't fucking meet, never shifted the deadlines in a satisfactory way to uh, a company uh, vastly changing uh, work landscape and... Mm-hmm then insisted on meeting their launch date for reasons I can't fucking fathom. Yeah. Because, Does it yeah. play, like, is it average? Is it below average? Is it good? Like, how does it sort of handle the combat? It's fine. It's, like, I don't think the gunplay is great. Um, I, th- I thought, I think the, um, there's, a like, a there's a couple of different, there's three different kinds of assault rifle I think there's three of every kind of weapon. So you've got three pistols, three shotguns, three assault rifles, three SMGs, and three sniper rifles. I think there's three of each. Um, and I've only, I've only tried two of the assault rifles, one of the sniper rifles, and two each of the SMGs and pistols. And uh, I think the laser... Or plasma, laser, or plasma um, assault rifle feels pretty good, uh, but they're all designed to do like they've got this this weird sort of oh uh, the plasma does good against shield and fuck all against people and all this kind of that kind of you know you've got to take multiple weapons to deal with multiple different fucking enemies type thing. Um, so. Yeah, even when what that weapon does feel good, it then quickly just feels like you're playing the fucking division and railing some cunt in the head for 15 fucking minutes because uh, it doesn't do good against, you know, bodies. You're like, yeah, like, come on, come on, let's go. Um, movement itself feels good enough, like pretty good. Uh, there's... Like, uh, there's definitely a good feeling about being in space and uh, there's a lot of information that you can get quite quickly and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty good. I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's yeah, fine. It's just, yeah. 
A, it released uh, in a really unoptimized state, and B, there's no reason to fucking do any of it. And so mm. on a fundamental level, it misun- like, misunderstands the, the reason people play Elite or are still playing Elite. So it's a mistake. Sure. And, and it's if it's trying to bring in the people that want to play a uh, on-foot team-based combat game, then it's still like having to compete with other games games out there that are doing it better like so they're somewhere in this weird spot where they're uh, um they've released a, a product that's not ready that is not up to par with the other things that are out there um it just seems to to me it seems like just a checklist of like hey we've got this in our game cool so that when the next like when star citizen comes along and they're like hey here's all the things that we we've got in our game um, they can be like, hey, we were actually already got this in here. It's already yeah. there. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just taking stabs here, but it just seems like a something that was put in there to, you know, mark a box at the end of the day. And that's about all it achieves, which is unfortunate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it checks a yeah. box. Um, but on the flip side. Uh, well, in my experience, and like I said, I maybe don't have the typical experience because I've got a graphics card hardly anyone else has, um, but it hasn't dramatically impacted the regular elite dangerous experience outside of resetting all my fucking controls. So I hope you saved your fucking... Uh, Some way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apart from resetting all that shit, um, yeah, I, uh, I I didn't wind up in a situation where, like, I just had to, I don't have that many controls I have to change. Um, and so I was back to flying space missions again without any real issue. Um, so, yeah, the space stuff is still good elite stuff. I just, I probably wouldn't pay for Odyssey. Yeah. I would get. I mean, to me, it's even weirder that it's like a paid thing, and not just like here's a new, you know, a new component of the game. If it was free, like I think people would still like would have uh, reason to be grumpy uh, because it actively impacted their general experience. But yeah. Uh, right, so it's DLC. It's mostly negative on Steam at the moment. We're mostly uh, negative, close yeah. to five thousand reviews. Um, yeah, yeah. That that is also hard to say whether or not that um, um, whether or not like the product is bad or it's people being like, I don't want a Call of Duty first person uh, combat game in my space sim as well. Uh, it's just like it's just weird to me <laughs> I think I think a lot of this like just at first glance first glance uh, this criticism seems pretty fucking solid like people aren't aren't complaining about I don't want Call of Duty in my fucking game they're yeah. complaining about how the game appears to be fucked cooked it is um, yeah. and it's 40 is it's 40 US so um what is that like 60 55 uh, australian 57 yeah that ain't 50, uh, not cheap i would not even 
Like, yeah, holy shit. Never, ever would I pay 57 for this fucking... Uh, for this game. Uh, for this, mm. what it brings. It brings not even close to enough. Um, so, yeah. Insanity. Anyway. Okay. Um, yep. Cool. Anything else to add with that? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. We'll keep keep moving on here. Um, yep. What is on the list? Uh, Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> I've been playing this. Um, what this is-, is a, I think it's in early, yeah, it's in early access at the moment. Uh, it's a, one of those Zen type games where you kind of just chill out and uh, do a very repetitive task. Um, I talked about like hard space shipbreaker a couple of times on here. That is one where you're kind of like dismantling giant uh, spaceships. Um, Power Wash Simulator is is basically using these uh, power tools uh, with water in them, um, like giant hoses to wash, <laughs> to clean certain things that the game presents to you. It can yeah. it, it sort of starts off pretty basic with like here's a you know here's a like a car or um, a motorbike, and then it gradually starts building up to like um, here's a backyard you've got to clean um, to here's an entire house or a, like a, um, a skate park or a skate park um, or just like a, a children's park um, so they keep throwing these different objects or, or, or places at you that you've got to go and clean and everything is just filthy it's a fucking mess um, you get to an area the, the car is just completely covered in dirt um, and you use your power wash tool to hold a button down um, and move your mouse around to clean an area of uh, this object uh, if it's a car for example the pieces of the car are broken up into um, like different parts or different sections so it'll have like headlights or um, tire hubcaps mirrors uh, side door uh, roof brake lights bumper like all these tons and tons of different parts and as you clean these specific parts um you start earning money and each time you uh clean a certain part it is it's generally like a small amount of money a couple bucks four or five dollars um but that's by the time you finish a one of the earliest jobs you've sort of racked up like a hundred dollars and you get even more for completing a job and so as you complete more and more jobs or clean more and uh more objects within the environment you're able to go into the shop and then buy or upgrade your power wash tools to um be able to clean things uh quicker or in different ways so um you start off with a with a tool that is very uh not it's not not great um you know there's obviously a uh, a way to escalate and to get tools to your that are that clean more powerful or like the spread on the actual spray allows you to to reach further um and so you're able to buy attachments for these power washers so that like you can um reach higher or further away from you if you're like trying to stand on the ground and uh wash a window that is on a second story um or you're able to 
by different nozzles for the power tools, which um, has a, a, they might have a wider spread, but the pressure on these tools gets worse and worse the more spread there is. So yeah. you're able to clean at a wider angle, um, but it's not the, the water pressure isn't as powerful. So it's, you might have to do a couple passes as you're cleaning this thing. Uh, and so that's kind of the, like the mechanics of the game you're cleaning stuff and um upgrading your tool sets and so as you uh, unlock more levels things get a little bit more complicated um you know they start throwing things like ladders at you where you've got to grab um stools and ladders and place them in certain spots and then climb to the second story roof and get into really intricate places so you can clean all the dirt off of these objects um and uh yeah it's it's a very like it ain't complicated i think we've talked about a game before called um a visceral cleanup detail uh, yep. a long long time ago i don't remember what year that was but um that was like a very similar type of concept where uh it wasn't a um i guess a simulator game but you were playing a cleanup crew on a uh on different parts of an environment that that the idea was that like say you're in a, a video game or a movie where um something terrible has happened you know aliens have gotten loose and uh killed everybody on this ship or there's been a, a fight somewhere and bunches of people have died um the the premise is that you are the crew that comes in after that has taken place and has to clean up this mess um and so we we played a little bit of that and that had a little bit more depth to it because you were um you were able to make the area dirty again by having like a bucket that you'd use uh you'd use your mop and mop and clean up the floor put it into the bucket to get the the dirty blood off of the mop but now your bucket is dirty and full of not great water and somebody could kick it over and just spill it everywhere and it'd cause you know even more of a mess or there'd be things within the environment that you could kind of interact with and it'd cause you problems uh, these like obstacles so um power wash simulator doesn't have that in it so far it's it's pretty much at its initial stage of being released it is a game where you are cleaning uh things within the, envi- in the environments um and it's very uh basic in, in that sense uh, there are a couple of um surfaces where it'll tell you like well actually every surface in the game tells you like sort of like what it's made of whether it's plastic wood um and there's like a like a a list of like six or seven different types of materials and you can buy cleaners which allows you to clean um those surfaces a lot quicker uh, right. But you can also use higher pressure hoses, which will do a small impact area of cleaning to clean it quicker as well. Um, and so there's like this weird balance of, uh, you can see that they've got some ideas coming forward. Like they'll be adding things in the future to be like, you don't just have to use the one tool and it'll clean everything for you. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're going to want you to sort of switch tools in and out. So yeah. you're using the right nozzle or um uh, washer for the the job that you're doing and um 
yeah the, like there's some it, in its current form it's very basic uh, it's only just come out like the last like two or three weeks uh, in May and so in its current form um, there's not a lot of variety in terms of the cleaning stuff like the, the things you're doing while cleaning there is a lot of variety in the what you're cleaning uh, there's a ton in there I've played like five hours of this thing so far it is a podcast game for me over the last week I've been listening to podcasts while doing this stupid cleaning thing my yep. wife has walked in a bunch and being like what the fuck are you doing why are you always cleaning roofs I'm <laughs> 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 just like shut up I'm cleaning my roofs look at this mess uh and so yeah there's 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 a ton of variety in the actual stuff you're cleaning like i thought i would have been done by now but it keeps throwing jobs at me like i cleaned a fucking uh what did i clean last night there was a you know that like um nursery rhyme the lady that lives in the shoe it was a fucking shoe house yeah uh i cleaned that house like she's a filthy lady she doesn't know how to clean any of this stuff and so um yeah it just keeps on throwing all these crazy things at you um which i think is really interesting and cool i just want to see them add some more uh depth to it uh there's a bunch of uh, like a roadmap that they've got on the um steam page which sort of tells you what is coming obviously uh, multiplayer would be fantastic with this game and um that is something that that is on the way it's not in there yet but uh, eventually it'll be put in there and i think the the interesting dynamics for that obviously comes down to um what what works so well in visceral clean, cleanup detail was the multiplayer right it was, it was yeah. you cleaning an area and some other dickhead walking through with dirty feet and, and like blood everywhere yeah heath or like knocking over a bucket <laughs> and just spilling stuff everywhere uh like that sort of um yeah. multiplayer co-op focused gameplay which really uh made it some fun and so i don't i don't see what that is at the moment in multiplayer for this game apart from you just conquering this object area whatever it is together seems like there isn't like a a failure state beyond not cleaning there not at the moment yeah yeah so yeah i guess you'd have to introduce something like that right you'd have to have an actual failure condition so that people could but on the other hand is that the sort of game they want to make you know like is that yeah that's right like it seems like they're going for the the very zen idea Mm. uh and the ability to over clean or you know right you know uh, dripping paint off of a wall because you're using the wrong pressure like i could see a um uh a hardcore mode or like a uh like a different type of mode when, when yep. i talked about hard space shipbreaker right that that yeah. was very much in this sort of vein of like you kind of just want to chill out and just like pull apart this ship and they started introducing all this other wacky stuff into the game like these uh it, they weren't ghosts but it was like a spooky ship that had been taken over by an ai and it was fucking with your screen and weird noises and i'm like i, I didn't want to play a horror game i'm like want to chill back and fucking dismantle ships um yeah and so i think there's a fine balance of trying to get what people sort of want out of this game but if they offer multiple angles and yeah, that'd be cool um so yeah but you're right there's no there's no sense of failure 
in the game at the moment. Again, it is very early, um, but I think there's a lot going on. It, it, it just feels like, I don't know, like they seem to, in terms of the, the things you can clean, like I've, I'm super surprised by what is in there so far. Because um, yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot less like going on. Uh, I thought I was going to be done with it pretty quickly, but yeah, there's, there's some, some cool stuff going on there. Um, I've kind of gone to the point where I've unlocked everything I need to um, the soaps that you can the cleaners that you can buy I don't they need to do something with that they're kind of too expensive at this point and they don't really offer um, like much reason to buy them um, they, they do clean stuff uh, quite I don't know like they'll do a pretty good job of cleaning things but at the same time it feels like you're just kind of chucking money down the sink because you'll right. use it on something and you're not getting enough money back from what you just cleaned to buy another uh, refill of it. Um, yeah. So I'm better off just using a higher pressure uh, nozzle and yeah. cleaning it manually that way. So there's a, it's obviously balancing and all sorts of things they can do. But I'm just surprised at how, how deep it is uh, level design wise so far. Um, I just think it needs some more mechanics in there. So Yeah. Yep. I saw Heath was was kind of interested in checking it out. Yeah. Um, I think I think best holding off until they maybe do another update and then see kind of what happens with you know these updates going forward, whether or not it's like monthly or if it's going to be uh, every season, um, summer, maybe a winter update, and then go from there because it's supposed to be an early access for about a year. Um, at this stage so we'll i guess see what their plans are going for but it's definitely piqued my interest in in it for people that like those or are interested in those types of games it's uh it's doing some fun little things so there yeah you go, power wash simulator mm. cool nice i think dad you gonna jump in i wouldn't recommend you jump in. i wouldn't it's not no, a game for I, you i, I don't <laughs> think so no. uh no probably not i've played seven hours it says here jeez nice well done okay all right, I didn't write down the timestamp for that one. Um, take a stab. Let's go with this. Uh, let's go with Overboard. Overboard uh, is a new game that came out last week from the team that made 80 Days Inkle. Um, 80 Days, if you haven't played it, is available on PC and on Android, probably on iOS as well, but I don't fucking have an iOS platform to play it on, so... Um, there's a narrative based game where you try to get around the world in 80 days and it's very very cool it's, it's like genuinely one of my favourite fucking games um, Overboard uh, is another narrative focused game um, in this case uh, it is a murder mystery on a cruise ship uh, going from England to America and uh there's a twist because you play the murderer and so it's sort of the agatha christie style hercule poirot um murder mystery but you know who done it because you done it uh the entire time and so what you have to do is create the circumstances for you to get away with murder uh and so it's a yeah it's a pretty good uh 
challenge uh, from that perspective because you you got to learn everything you can about what's going on on this boat and, uh, you know, all the, the many secrets that people are hiding, uh, the many people on this boat are hiding. There aren't actually that many people on the boat, to be honest. Um, there's like eight, I think. Um, and yeah, you got to find some way to uh, to get away with murder. And yeah, it's um, it's really good. Uh, it's a little bit short. Is probably my only real criticism. Um, I f- I found myself I successfully completed it uh, multiple times inside of the. It says here 2.1 hours, but I definitely played it for longer than that. Um, yeah, I'd successfully completed it within that time. Um, that's, but that's that's probably my only real criticism. There are a bunch of other achievements that I could go for if I was interested in chasing them down. Um, but I'm, I don't really achievement hunt, so that doesn't really matter to me. Uh, what's so it's sort of the way it works is it sort of starts out uh, every time the game starts with you murdering your husband and then from there you wake up the next morning or to a knock on the door and you have I think it's like nine hours to before before the ship will arrive in America and when the ship arrives in America that's it uh, whatever the the situation is, you will reap the the whirlwind of it. Um, so if you've created the circumstances for you to be uh, exonerated, then you will get away with it. But uh, there are multiple layers of victory. Like uh, you can get away with it, but it would be better if you pinned it on someone or you might not get away with it at all or uh, you can kill everyone on board or like you can, there's all these layers on how you you can do all these things and there's like multiple speeds at which you can achieve things and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's there's a little bit of a um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow style groundhog day style element to it because every time you wake up in the morning it's sort of like you're not you're not consciously aware that you're reliving the same day your character player character isn't aware that they're playing the same day over and over but uh the game recognizes that the player understands that they're doing the same thing over and over and so it will uh, like seed you different options there's like a there's a trick you can do uh at one of the one of the cabins you can get into one of the cabins via a trick um a pretty simple trick but you wouldn't know about it until you'd learned about it in the game and i won't spoil what it is um but it's uh like you you could you can do this first thing in the morning like the first thing you do is wake up and go and do this trick and it will allow you to do it. And it sort of takes that into account and 
you can actually it's actually a pretty useful way to to get ahead early in the morning um knowing that you can do this and stuff like that and so yeah the game understands that the player knows a lot more than the player character might but at the same time uh, it treats it like uh any unsuccessful attempt was just a dream and it will seed like hints at what you might want to do next like uh what does the red key mean or what's uh one character hiding in their coat pocket or blah 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 blah. and you can use that to work out what you should do next and from that perspective it's really fucking like really well done there's a lot of humor in the writing a lot of fucking gags a lot of easter eggs um you're like the artwork sort of subtly or not so subtly like just broadly references a lot of different murder mysteries all over the place and stuff like that so you wind up you know it adds the the theme if you're a fan of the murder mystery and i i absolutely am um then yeah you there's a lot to get out of it and i think it does a good job of it um and i think it really understands the genre um, and it's a cool twist um, yeah. on on the concept. Um, and yeah, when you get away with it, or or just barely fail to get away with it, uh, you you like know exactly what you need to do it next time. And there's a there's that sense of oh well, I got to fucking I got to try again. Uh, it's I don't think it's as good as eighty days because eighty days I think there was a lot more variance right because 80 days uh you always started in london but where you went from there was very fucking different and it's got a lot of 80 days in it um but uh it felt like well i guess the thing is 80 days had you trying to reach a certain location within a certain time. Whereas this game has you like, has the locations that you're trying to reach being very different. And so the path you would take in 80 days was very different every time. Uh, and you would use the knowledge that you had from previous runs to like inform your next attempt in 80 days right but uh this one the path is always the the correct path is always the same and you're just trying to find where that path is whereas yeah any path almost any path in ada's could work you're just trying to find how to get onto the path Whereas in this one, you are trying to construct the right path. I don't think I'm explaining it very well, but um, I think it does, yeah. I think it does a really good job of creating the you done it murder mystery. Um, but I do not think it's as good as Who done it? Days. Huh? Who done it? You done it. Who done it? Stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um cool yeah uh yeah absolutely worth checking out Mm -hmm. i was gonna Uh, pick it up um 
and uh, I mistakenly, I, it looks like I waited too long because it was on sale. And I thought it was on sale until the end of this week. Uh, uh, it, was, it ended today. <laughs> so got it. That's, that's right. It's it's like 15 US. So um, I'll definitely pick it up. I just got stuck. Uh, I was tossing up between Power Wash and Overboard. And I think I saw that you were playing Overboard. So I, uh, I went with uh, for the, for the content. Yeah. So we had more for content. For the podcast. Of course. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I'm definitely checking the best out overboard because it's on uh, it's on my list of things to watch or watch out for. Okay, cool. Um, let's keep going. Chivalry two. Chivalry two. Yeah. So that's out. This is out now. We talked about it recently. You had been playing a, uh, a like a beta for it. The um, open beta. I played the closed. I played the closed alpha, the closed beta, and the open beta yeah yeah um and i think we were joking that uh the um the perception of this game would slowly decline the more you played it because it started off very high yeah <laughs> and eventually we'll get to a point where you don't like this game are we at this yep. are we at that point yet <laughs> we are we absolutely are i do not like this game i don't think it's very good what, you you haven't played it anywhere near as much as me right yeah but so I, I only got a code um i got a code sent through yesterday or, or last night and so i haven't yep. had a ton of time with it um i jumped in and played the tutorial um i think it does a pretty good job with the tutorial of like teaching you the things you need to do um yeah. when we're comparing it between chivalry 2 and what was the other game we've, we've played that's like this um tell me ward how ward how ward how yeah. yeah, I think it does a better job of sort of explaining the mechanics of the game, um, but it feels not as deep uh, to me. Or there's something, maybe maybe it's just because I've played Mordhau recently that maybe they just both play exactly the same. I don't know. It just felt like the the idea of swinging your weapons just felt a little bit not as complicated. Um because in Mordhau, it, it, the way I sort of took it was that your uh, your mouse was sort of like a, a wand or, a, you know, your hands. And depending on where you sort of swung your mouse, um, that is how your object, your sword would sort of behave. Whereas this feels more like a, you kind of just swing it and then drag. And then that kind of becomes the area that you slice in or you... Um, you know your enemy attacks with like it, it basically tells you straight up like hey when you attack you look to the left and when you start looking to the left you're gonna swing your sword quicker um and it, it allows you to do wider swipes and that sort of stuff um so the mechanics the actual mechanics feel a little bit different and uh i, I just doesn't doesn't seem as deep as Mordhau. i don't know am i right with that uh yeah i 100 percent think that is the case uh what i think they they did is uh so the the reason mordhau existed right is because people got sick of playing fucking chivalry one uh where people were what are they calling it rainbow spinning ballerina spinning uh because the the weapon had momentum uh at all times and so people would just fucking i think they even had fucking spin macros where they just fucking bleep, 
uh, and basically anywhere in a 360 degree radius could fucking was gonna get it uh was gonna get fucking chopped uh and yeah they fucking they so for chivalry 2 well the criticism wound up being that chivalry 1 became too hardcore it became too like niche and people bled out on it and stopped wanting to play it and they didn't want to experience this fucking oh well it's just fucking losers ballerina spinning all over the fucking place spouting racist bullshit about mm. opus day and you know whatever the fuck uh uh-huh. neo-nazis rainbow spinning all over the fucking place i don't want to fucking do it anymore and so mordow came out of that and now i think chivalry 2 has gone even further but what it feels like to me is is like dark souls 1 multiplayer which was just a spam R1, spam light attack fest, right? And it's not quite to the same extent. There is a little bit more going on in Chivalry 2, where, like, not most of the time. Like, only only in duels, only in 1v1 fights is that happening. And you can still... There are still builds that... 100% allow you to just fucking repeat the same thing over and over again. And it's because the complexity, the the, the skill ceiling doesn't really get up there. Um, Mordhau, I think, was built on a system of dueling, right? So it was built in, on a system where the main way you would play it, or not the main way, but the primary way they built the fighting system was 1v1. And for one v one combat, Mordhau had a lot of had a lot of nuance and had a lot of fucking depth. And then it would chuck you in these giant battles where it's none of it fucking mattered, right? But it was still there, and you would have these circumstances, these instances where, like, holy shit, like that's really cool. Um, I wound up in a 1v1 and we fucking fought it out and I managed to kill him just before his teammates arrived to fucking do me in uh, or just before his teammates arrived and I was, you know, forced back. And that, you know, that's got that fucking um, Achilles versus Hector shit going on, right? Like that fucking two champions battling type shit feeling to it where you're like, fuck Yes, I'm Achilles. And obviously, it's a different fucking time frame altogether. Blah, 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 blah. But Mordhau fucking nailed that. This, that doesn't exist, right? Because the there isn't enough stamina damage um, on, like, the, the class system has changed, has created a system where, like, there isn't enough stamina damage on certain classes. And so it really comes, like, you can't, you can't have a duel. Right, you can't have a duel uh, between two different classes because they're inherently mismatched, and the way to get around it is basically just cheesy bullshit. Hmm. I found uh, that you can kind of just back off yeah. if you find your stamina is getting low because you can take a couple of hits, and if yeah. it's just one versus one, you kind of just back off, and your stamina seems and to you, regenerate pretty it comes quickly back way too fucking fast exactly yeah and so you wind up in these situations where all all anyone's doing 
is they're just drawing fights out until reinforcements can arrive. And if reinforcements for the other team come uh, arrive, then you're like, oh, fucking had to 3v1 me. And if your reinforcements arrive in time, you're like, haha, suck shit, cunt. And, like, that's, that's all these fucking fights come down to is, like, who happens to have more people uh, on deck? And, like... I mean, I shared I shared a video on Twitter the other uh, yesterday, day before, of me like winning a two v one, and I've seen some videos of you know even even bigger odds overcome, and uh, I've got one clip uh, of me and Nate were playing, and he was playing as an archer, and he uh, he was like, oh shit, I'm on fire, oh shit, they're swarming, and I ran in as like a polearm guy, and I just fucking swung in this wide arc. And I didn't hit anyone, and I got fucking walloped. Uh, but I managed to, like, get my block up, and then I'm, I actually, like, it was basically 6v1, and I managed to kill two of them. Um, but also, Nate managed to get away, and he shot, like, two of them as well. That was fucking epic. Like, it's mm. got these little bits that are epic. But I feel like... I feel like, um, you know, like, instead of... In Mordhau, you're sort of sifting, right? You're panning for gold, right? And in Chivalry 2, I feel like I'm fucking shoulder deep in cow shit trying to reach around for whatever little fucking nuggets they've got. Uh, gold nuggets, not shit nuggets. Obviously, if I'm shoulder deep in cow shit, I don't need shit nuggets. Um, like, yeah, it just feels like the, the capacity for an epic situation isn't necessarily there. And all that you really get is these, like, chaotic messes. And I think the problem, in my opinion, comes down to Matt, well, apart from the basic combat design, they got to they got to mm-hmm. fucking wind back on the stamina regen heavily. Or, like, they could have two different forms of stamina. Because I think the reason they... they I'm not 100% sure. I think having blocking stamina be different to hitting stamina, I think would be a pretty good option because it would allow them to have different rates. They don't want you to not be able to fucking hit, basically, right? They want you to be able to fucking swing a weapon at any time because I guess that's the fucking core of the game. And so you'll basically the rate at which you re-get stamina is is way too fast because it makes it so that even if you are at the fucking end of your tether, you can still fucking wildly flail the weapon. Separate those two things out. Have block stamina and and, uh, attack stamina. And you can have attack stamina come back way too fucking fast, right? Like, fucking why not? but just have block stamina way fucking slower so you can actually fucking hit a cunt down and finish him off without him just dancing backwards and then yeah. fucking waiting it out. Like, it's a huge it, problem. Yeah, to me, because I've, I've played the tutorial, I've played a couple of matches in the short amount of time that I've had, and it, it, it just kind of feels like maybe they needed to have a couple of more beta weekends because they had that one... Um, like within the last two weeks that just yeah. it doesn't seem like that was enough because i'm for me i'm noticing that the stamina thing i noticed immediately like uh people were just regaining stamina super quickly where you would have these 
these, you know, 15, 20 second sort of fights where you're blocking and countering and, and then all of a sudden, like, either someone else would come in or, like, they would get their stamina back too quickly and I'm like, oh, because they've backed off, they've tried to lead the fight and now, now it's, like, one versus three. Um, yeah. So I noticed that. The other thing I'm noticing is that the, the balancing of the objective-based modes are um, a little... Bit Hooked. wonky at this Fucked. stage. Like Fucked. I played I played one today um where it was the other team had to push um I don't know what it was, some sort of cart with I guess yeah. it had explosives on it or something the like payload, that. The right? payload. Right? Payload. Yeah. And they they basically pushing this thing along. I don't really know how to stop it because we were standing near it and the thing was still moving. That didn't really it wasn't really clear to me. Because in in um uh, Overwatch, for example, it's a payload, right? Yep. If if anybody is near this thing, it stops moving. But in this game, it just kept moving. Like I was wasn't sure if I was going to get run over. It's like a you have to have checkpoint. You have to have more people than them on the yeah, cart, that's, that's and done. it has to be. It's not like there are. There's a specific. It has to be to the side of the cart. Like it's yeah. not at the front or the back of the cart. There's like a very ill-defined area where you need to be to actually cap the fucking that is called snowballing (laughs) basically yeah (laughs) yeah so i didn't like that um and that basically came down to every uh there was like i don't know let's say six objectives like check marks checkpoints you had to get to Right, and my team was on the defense their team was the offense so they they were the one pushing the cart um say every two minutes they would get to a new checkpoint right we were, I, I thought we were getting destroyed at this point like because i would basically run in i'd kill a you know two or three people and i'd die uh, and then i'd swarm back in i'd kill two or three people and then i'd die and the checkpoint was met like it, even though i felt like i was doing a good job every time i looked over that cart just seemed to still be moving eventually we got to a point where they needed to breach the um the castle walls it took them a bit of effort to do that because no longer did they have to push this cart along they were now i think they were bringing explosives to the front gate to try and blow it up right and that was slowing them down because now they were finding resistance there there was people stopping them they'd have to pick the thing back up run over to it they they wasted like uh, every time they got to a checkpoint they would get more time to go to the next thing so they they built up a decent amount of time to get to because they were just kind of steamrolling through this this checkpoint system um and so we we got a good couple of minutes knocked off of that initial gate and then they had to breach the inner uh courtyard and then once they got to that courtyard they then had to get into the main uh i don't know what you call it a castle and then they had to try and kill the i'm assuming it's an npc um like the king the jester whatever he was uh the vip and you just call him the king the king right is it an npc or is it a player it's a player it's whoever has the most kills okay Fair enough. And then, uh, so they need to breach this uh, area and try and kill the king. They didn't do it because at that point, like, we were just smashing them. So I think that there's some there's some balancing going on there that they need to... Like, because I thought we were getting steamrolled and then it turns out we weren't getting steamrolled. The objectives were just weirdly paced. <laughs> so the we did such a- attackers should basically win every single fucking game. Every single objective based because 
None of the, like, the problem is, right, nobody fucking understands how to play the fucking objective, right? Yeah. People get way too distracted having fucking sword fights when what they should be doing is, like, in the the one where you had to blow up the gate, right? You don't have to fucking run the petards all the way up to the fucking door, right? It is a very effective way to do it, but you could also just, like, stand at the back and load a catapult, Load the three mm. catapults and it will, like that fucking objective is over inside of 30 fucking seconds. It is idiotic how fast that objective can be over. Uh, can and- the defending team repair the catapults? Because I kept doing that and I was so yeah. confused. You can, yeah, you can repair. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you can catapults. repair there. I, I don't know if you can repair the enemy. I've the never catapults look to, to be facing the wrong way and it let me repair them. And I saw other people on our team repairing them and I didn't well, know what we were doing. Your team gets, like, the defenders get catapults as well. It was uh, but, on their side of the map. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, if, they're facing, if they're facing the wall, uh, or the gate, then... Um, something... Yeah. Something's if, going on. If you give me the option to repair something, I'm going to repair it. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah, you, you, you can repair all that kind of shit. Um, yeah. Uh, I I didn't realize you could repair the other teams, but I suppose it makes sense that you might be able to. Uh, you can, yeah, you just use the catapults. You're through that fucking gate in seconds. There's another one where, like, uh, you got to capture gold, right? And people run around chopping at other people. No, you don't do any of that. You walk up, you get the gold, you walk back to the cart, and, like, I have single-handedly done this objective on my own. Like, nobody else has put any fucking gold in. It doesn't fucking matter. And that's fucking cooked. If one player can complete this objective on their own, then it's so heinously attacker-lopsided then that, that it, it can't be failed, basically. Mm. Right? And the next stage after that is uh, collect gold from around the market, where all you have to do is walk, uh, walk up and press E on a on a gold pile for five seconds. So you just do that. And it doesn't matter if you die. There's a better one uh, where you have to burn a barricade. I don't know if you've done this one. Uh, and it's a bunch of like sticks on a bridge and you have to burn the barricade away. Where them killing you after you've you've thrown your torch is actually doing you a favor, right? Because you grab the torch from your side, run through, sprint past, take a couple of hits, and then just fucking... Curry it, Kobe that shit from as far out as you as you like, and as long as it lands on the fucking the barricade that you're supposed to be burning, mission accomplished. And then they fucking lop your head off, and you spawn back at, at, to pick up another fucking fire thing hmm. instead of having to run all the way back. It's fucking spectacular, and you can do this like you don't have to walk up and like touch it off like it's the fucking Olympic torch. You, I, I'm literally like standing fucking ages away and just fucking hoiking it and getting my head chopped off and then trying again. It doesn't even matter if I miss. That's another fucking objective that I've done on my own with no help from my team because they're all 30, like, what is it, 40 players? So like 19 cunts 
are taking on 20 idiots who are not paying any attention at all. And I just fucking hoik this shit from fucking wherever. If three of us were attempting it, it would take us under a minute. Like any amount of coordination in this shit and these levels fall over so fucking fast that it's out of control. And so like we had mm. one yesterday where I was the king. This is what we were playing while we were waiting for um, uh, when Baz came in. Uh, me and Dr. E3 Money were playing some chivalry too. I, I wound up being the king uh, and they had I had Survivor's King for like fucking six minutes. It was never going to happen, right? Because eventually what happens is they will just start throwing fucking fire pots. They just, they mm. they semi-coordinate so that they've all got fire pots at the same fucking time. And it doesn't require that much. Again, like the rest of the fucking game, if three people fucking coordinate, that shit's over in a fucking heartbeat. And you will fucking melt. As the king, you've got like, I think it's triple health, it seems like. Right, so you can survive a lot longer than most people, and you like wallop cunts. You do a lot of damage with your hits, and you, it's pretty cool. Uh, in my opinion, the king should be assigned at random, not to the person with the highest kills. But when I've got the most kills, well, I don't I'm know. Like, okay like if it's random, then you get some person who's never played the game before. They don't know what they're not doing. I prefer that to the person who sat on a fucking catapult all game, which isn't what I did. But uh, like, you do have games where, yeah. Some dude sits on a fucking catapult or a ballista and just plows cunts from fucking ages away. And then when he becomes the king, he runs off into the front line. He's like, oh, why do I have a set? I've got to go find the blister again. And he runs over into the front line and fucking dies instantly. Maybe most um, melee kills. Yeah, they're going to work something out. Uh, but I'd rather it was just random because otherwise nobody down the bottom of the fucking thing is ever going to get to be a king, right? How are they ever fucking they supposed could. to have a choice? Huh? Get good. Yeah. Yeah. Look, as someone who's been the king, right, I think I get to <laughs> fucking decide. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, like, yeah. we were never going to hold out for that long. Again, three people coordinating is enough to, to fuck that shit up because it's so desperately lopsided. You cannot hold people out forever. It is impossible. Uh, yeah, we, we lost with, I think it was 10 seconds left, which made it that much... Worse, and also we lost because all of my shithole teammates uh, body blocked me from getting behind them. All I needed to do was get behind them, and we could have definitely lasted ten seconds. I actually could have run into the uh, deserted area uh, where you'll die because you got yeah. that's the twenty You're second like 20 time. Seconds, right? So yeah. I could have just run into there, but I couldn't get fucking through them. That's what I was literally thinking. I'm like, I'm just fucking, I was belting into there. Mm. Um, but I got body blocked by my dipshit teammates. Yeah. Like, it's the attackers should win every fucking single map. And the only the only time they ever don't is when there is absolutely no objective play happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. People talk about, uh, like, good king or shit king, right, is, is the chivalry meme. I don't know if it's uh, from the first one. I don't remember it from the first one, but it's definitely the, the meme in chivalry too. Uh, and if if the kings did well, uh, then good king. But by default, it's shit king. Everyone always assumes it's shit king. We lost, and I got good king, which I've never seen before. Uh, usually if, if the king loses... Everyone's like, oh, yeah, shit king. No, good king. Good king. I was a good king.
damn it. But like, I couldn't. You you're destined to lose. I've seen the king win once, and uh, that was like, ha ha. Uh, <laughs> it's because I was in my game. That's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, how come you weren't the king? Because um, I joined halfway through the match. Ah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, but it was it was in a it was one where they were basically not playing the objective and barely getting through each objective at the last second every single time. And so they only had the minimum amount of time to get to the king. It, it still should have been enough, in my opinion. Mm. Like, when I when we get to the king phase and I'm on attack, I'd switch to the character that has uh, the fire pots. And I know, okay. uh, like, I know that this is coming up. So I don't use my, like, you keep your special progress so on the okay. four button uh, each class has a different uh four option uh pikeman which i usually use has uh a bandage kit that they can throw out mm-hmm. and everyone gets healed up um the knight i think has the horn and uh vanguard has this oil pot you just fucking it, it stays. So you switch classes and you, even if you built it up with the bandage kit, it stays built up when you switch to the oil pot. And so I just run yeah. in and fucking hoik that at the fucking king. And then I just fucking fight until I've built it up again. Uh, and then I hoik it again. And it doesn't like, you don't even need coordination if you've got one person who makes it their entire fucking goal. But with any coordination at all, it happens so much fucking faster, and there's literally nothing the king can do because they're just they're on fire, and they, you know, their teammates aren't doing anything about it. It's ludicrous. Like, yeah, it does make me wonder though, like what I would do to fix it. You know, I never want to talk about a game's problems without wanting to know how we might how it might be better, and I do yeah. think I know how it might be better, uh, and it would be instead of hyper linear single lane maps it would be these it would be something like fucking hell let loose or something it'd be like mm. apart from the stamina thing that i pitched before which i don't like that's a that was like a that's a very preliminary thing because i still am not 100 percent certain i have the essence of what's wrong with that stamina system there's definitely the stamina is the problem i just don't know if i 100 have it nailed down um so I can't be sure how I'd fix it. But if you had Hell Let Loose with fucking medieval weapons, I reckon that game would fucking... That game would kill. That would be fucking amazing. Even with hmm. Chivalry 2's slightly fucking dull melee, like spammy melee system, I think uh, that game would be fucking phenomenal. Because you'd have smaller groups like first of all players would know that they were supposed to be like hell at loose sets it up pretty quickly that you're supposed to be completing some objectives right yeah uh that it's an objective based mode and with larger maps and with more space and more opportunities for like large flanks and stuff like that you'd be able to set up a lot of uh different avenues of attack that would provide attackers with different ways to to get in there but it would also lessen the snowball effect that the defenders were were coming up against and if you know the defenders were able to build some fucking barricades like some robust barricades and and hold 
the enemy off. I mean, it's certainly it would go against what Chivalry 2 is trying to do, which is a fucking arcade spammer, right? They're trying yep. to get away. Chivalry 1 was too hardcore. Well, how about this? This is fucking whatever. Nothing fucking matters. Do whatever you want. Um, But, yeah, like, if you went hardcore with it, proper hardcore with it, I think it'd be, it could be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that it's very linear in terms of its its map design. Like I kept pressing M to to bring up that map, but eventually I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't really need a map because I just run straight the entire time. Uh, right. I can see the objective on yeah. my screen. And if I run too far to the left or right, it tells me that I'm being uh like I'm abandoning the battlefield." Yeah. Um occasionally there is like uh even though it is linear, there can be some parts that sort of spread out but they're not like big big areas you know there might be a bridge with some underpasses or um you know you're running up to the castle gates and there's some uh they've built a couple of like wooden bridges you can cross so you can sort of go under them and up and around like it's not like it's all just a linear track it's just it's a uh you're going from point a to point b to c and then those areas are quite narrow there's not really like a lot of um you can't flank or anything like that it's kind of just sticking to the edges or like running at a person uh, looking for the one that is already in a fight where you can come up and hit someone from behind and so yeah it just feels like there's um it just seems like it needs some more balancing to it to sort of tighten up um you know so that you can have some actual fights because the the encounters that i've had it seems like once i've died twice the team's on to the next objective and because it's such a snowballing effect it's kind of hard to uh, like stay stay put and uh, be able to do anything um th- there's a couple of objectives i've played where it's like hey you've got to rescue prisoners or um oh yeah yeah things like that and it's i've seen people just running past me and just going straight for the gate so they can open the gate and like just like you sort of said avoiding fights yeah and just going straight to the objective because if they don't get hit Yep. then they can just tick that off the list and on to the next thing. Uh, yeah. And then they can go to the, you know, whatever they need to do on the objective list next. And so, um, yeah, I, I do I do think there's some balancing that needs to be done. Hopefully they'll get that done soon because there, there is some cool stuff going on there. I think it runs great. It looks yeah. pretty cool. Yep. Um, you know, when you're lobbing limbs off of people and there's blood spraying everywhere. I was playing one map, and I don't know if this was the actual map or if this is the game, but do bodies stay on the floor? Uh, yeah, until, like, for, for a long time. Yeah. Right. Uh, the team deathmatch ones in particular, I think they just stay. Yeah, because like, I was playing the team deathmatch one where it's like you've got a, a, a tick rate, I guess, or a yep. certain amount of respawns. And it was, uh, it was what was the map? I don't know what you call it, but it was like a jousting. Yeah, the um, tournament grounds, yep. Right, and it, and it had, there were just bodies everywhere by the time that thing finished. I just thought that was really cool. It was like a, a nice little effect where we've been um, sort of playing this mode for a while. I didn't really like the map. I thought it was quite boring. It was sort of split up into three lanes with um, a couple of upper, like you'd go inside of a building and, you could go up and down but really it was kind of just three lanes on a like jousting arena so i don't know it just um there's some cool stuff going on there it's just it, the, the combat doesn't feel as deep as Mordhau, uh and it just needs 
a little bit more balancing. Like I, I like that there are no horses in the game. I didn't like horses in Mordhau. I just thought they were ridiculous. Like you'd be running around and some dude would come up on a horse yeah. and just decapitate you. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the fact that everything here is just one-on-one fighting or like, um, you know, everybody's on the ground. I, I, I like that. But um, the games that I've played just feel wildly unbalanced uh so i think that's the next step they could sort of focus on it looks popular like the i got into games pretty much instantly when i was playing servers yeah. were full for the most part a couple of times i saw bots in the game um yeah i can't really tell how good they are or how bad they are and the other thing i haven't really checked out is like is there a squad based system where it puts you into a team you can see your teammates is is there anything like that in there yeah although it's really spotty whether or not it works uh had a lot of trouble getting it to work with nate uh didn't have any problems getting it to work with dr e3 money which was i just found very weird uh on the other hand if you are playing in a game with people from your epic games uh friends list you can always see them but you have to turn off all your other teammate indicators which right everyone's isn't green, that big problem yeah, everyone on your team has a little green dot and anyone on your friends list has a slightly different shade of green dot, uh, which is it. fucking idiotic. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even... Yellow. I, I, I Just can't even yellow. imagine how, how Heath would fucking... Or anyone <laughs> else is colorblind and fucking going this shit. But uh, yeah. yeah, like uh, if you turn off all teammate indicators, it still holds the friends list indicator. So you, that's how me and Nate were finding each other. But... You wind up in these situations where it's too easy to, to get like disconnected from your teammates anyway. Uh, there's mm. like you can sort of coordinate a little bit by saying, "Oh yeah, we'll go on the left. Uh, we'll we'll go for the left." But yeah, uh, it doesn't really hold a lot of a lot of water. Like you can say you'll go to the left, or I'm currently on the left, but inevitably you'll wind up one of you will die and it will spawn you on the opposite side of the fucking map and either you got to spend two and a half minutes running back to him or maybe not two and a half minutes maybe 30 seconds my hell let loose medieval game would involve two two and a half minutes of running back but my hell let loose medieval game would have squad spawns so you know anyway anyway yeah. okay um, um yeah you'll probably talk about that more next week when I get get some more time with it. I haven't had a huge amount in there, but um, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with it. It's just, there's things that I'm like, uh, I would change a bunch of this stuff. Um, so there you go. That's uh, Chivalry 2. It is out now. It's on Epic Game Store if you're on PC. Otherwise, it's on consoles. It's not a full price game either. It's um, a little bit on the cheaper end. Um, so yeah, check that out if you're interested in those types of games. I okay. wouldn't recommend it. Well, fair enough. But you're mm. salty all the time. I'm a, so. I'm a salty dog, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Cool, let's do some news here. We've got a lot of stuff going on, obviously. Uh, E3 is kicking off. Just about the here. Summer, summer Games Fest, whatever you want oh, yeah. to call it. The um, Q3 Games Fest. Yep, that is it. The official yep. name. Uh, first up... Battlefield. The next one has been announced. Battlefield 2042. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting. The name mm. of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, like, we were... There was a lot of speculation. Like, apparently, 
the name being floated around was Battlefield, right? Yes. Um, and I thought that was a fucking terrible name. One, because it's a terrible name. Like, just yep. calling it Battlefield. Yeah. We had Battlefield 1 recently. Could you imagine the, the shitstorm of, like, retailers trying to figure out fucking what the difference between Battlefield, Battlefield 1, and, like, fuck it, we're rebooting it to Battlefield again? I thought that was dumb. Um, <laughs> but I think the rumor was that it was gonna, it was always going to be in 2042, right? It's that, That's been around for a while. And so yeah. I think calling it Battlefield 2042 was a good choice. Um, uh, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. 100%. So I think that to me was the biggest surprise about this this announcement right. going forward. Um the uh the trailer they showed off was an in-engine trailer. Oh, I'll tell you what. I uh I I I don't know, man. Like I am sort of done with these in-engine trailers. It's Yeah. Like they do it every year or every time they release one of these games and they always look great they always look fantastic but at the end of the day it's not showing me anything that i get excited about because it's not like a um when a uh, a studio is making a new ip or something that is like um like a new batman game or something where i'm seeing stuff i'm like oh this is cool there's all this narrative stuff in there like i'm okay with those sort of cg trailers but a battlefield game i sort of know what i'm getting like it's a first person yep. shooter and that sort of thing and these in-engine trailers just don't do anything for me because i want to see the gameplay i want to see gameplay day. yeah yeah right yeah and the biggest thing about this is that i then spent the next 45 minutes to an hour reading articles and listening to videos and watching videos about mm. people that have been to the event have seen gameplay from this thing have done yeah. interviews with the developers talking about what the gameplay is in this game because the yeah. trailer didn't show me and yeah. that's a i think that's a bad way to reveal these games especially like the fact that i'm getting relayed information that other people have already seen and they're going to do yeah. a gameplay reveal on um the weekend at the uh, it's obviously gonna be the xbox showcase yeah. um and so when you show me something and then i need to go out and find other sources to t- tell me what the game is and you know what are all the classes and what are the maps and what is how does the game work and all this crap like i think that's a bad way to 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 sort of show you off your game only <laughs> fucking flippy flop luke uh that um does provide game journos with some sort of fucking job uh sure. to do you know like uh I think what I think this one is more a problem with timing, right? I think it's too close to the gameplay reveal for it to really fucking matter to me. If that's, it had that's been my issue. at the end of May, like it was rumored to have been, or mm-hmm. mid-May, uh, like it was at one point, right? If it had been then, then there would have been like the month. Uh, oh, and you'll get to see it for yourself at the Xbox gameplay uh, showcase, uh, the Xbox showcase, there would have been that month of fucking, oh my God, fuck yeah, I'm like getting all I can. But in this case, it's I'm reading all this shit because I'm obsessed with Battlefield, but at the back of my mind, I'm like, I could probably just fucking wait three days uh, mm. and watch it, uh, watch it for myself, right? Like there's 
there's that element to it where it's like mm, you probably didn't need to you know uh, um and yeah it's it's uh it's annoying uh from that perspective if it yeah i i personally think like i agree i 100 of the time prefer actual gameplay in my fucking video footage as opposed to uh these these heavily constructed directed in-engine uh footage videos uh they just don't they don't work for me i'm unbelievably hyped for battlefield 2042 but i desperately want to see more gameplay i want to see the gameplay they're going to show at xbox showcase uh before i fucking before the hype train fucking punches at chewy and like goes into overdrive i'm I'm hyped for Battlefield 2042 already because it's a modern-ish shooter. Uh, it's Battlefield. It sort of makes me think about... Because there was... I don't know if we've got it on the list, but there's that COD Vanguard news, right? Yeah. About how they're going to skip E3. Uh, Probably a good reason for that. I think they should skip... The year? The year, <laughs> But, like, if anything has made this... I think we've said this for the last fucking six years. But if anything has clarified this in my mind, the fucking anticipation I am feeling for for Battlefield this year? Holy fuck. And instead of, like, instead of getting all hands on... Instead of getting the guys who made fucking Spyro to start working as hard as they can on Call of Duty, right? What if they were to just skip a year, lean on Warzone... Uh, which I, you know, they should have done last year, but fucking whatever. Uh, lean on, like, lean on Warzone and then bring out, out next year. And, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's what, that's what's happened with Battlefield. I'm fucking so much more hyped for Battlefield 2042 because I haven't had a fucking Battlefield fix in fucking ages. Uh, like, yeah, for fuck's sake, like, it's, it, it's the fucking annual cycle I don't think it works for COD anymore. They don't have it anymore. They're just doing it and it works because it's all there is. But they're going to get fucking plotsed by Battlefield because the hype train is happening. People are fucking pumped for this game and it is doing Call of Duty shit. And Call of Duty is going back to World War Two, So it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. It seems like a huge error from Activision. But back to Battlefield. Uh, yeah, if this had been... I mean, if this still had fucking loads. The, all the East, Easter eggs and shit. You know, the fucking... Uh, the plane ejection rocket move is classic. Mm. Like, it was basically a reminder of yeah. all the Battlefield moments. Yeah. Uh, and what I found personally interesting is that there weren't Battlefield moments that leaned on the Battlefield moment generators uh, that I talked about in my inflation in the Battlefield moment economy video. You know, that idea that they could make their own epic moments. They didn't really do much of that. That didn't really feature in the videos because that's not the stuff that makes epic moments. Those are pre-built. That's, in, you know, injected a currency into the Battlefield moment economy. And, yeah, I think it's telling that they didn't really have that shit. Um, 
But yeah, um, there yeah, there's just fucking all kinds of gags in that video. There's a lot. There's a there's a lot in that video. There's a 4K version up uh, that mm-hmm. is very very worth watching because um, you get a lot. There's uh, I saw someone called it out on Twitter. Uh, the phone number on the tuk tuk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's is, all uh, Battlefield games. 19422341520, which is hilarious. Like, they're fucking taking the piss out of their own dumb fucking, you can count on us, because they can't count. That's fucking genius. I loved it. Um, yeah. Uh, that, you know, it, it looks cool. Um, yeah. But there's a lot we don't know yet. That said, there is... A lot we do know thanks to those articles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we might go through some of that stuff here. Um, yeah. And then feel free to chime in whenever you got something to say. So sure. we know it's uh, Battlefield 2042, 128 players on PC, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series S slash X. Yeah. Uh, 64 players on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And they will feature small, smaller scale maps. Um to, to fit those uh, less powerful devices. Um, yep. It's going to be a multiplayer-only game uh, consisting of four-player squads. Single-player is out, um, mm. purely just a multiplayer game, which is, a um, you know, something that hasn't happened for a very long time. Yep. The, um, they've got a real-time uh extreme weather system in there we saw a bit of it with the tornado um it looks like there's going to be uh like sandstorms in there as well sort of how that will affect the game in terms of like levolution i think was a name that was being thrown around as well um but you mentioned evolution yes yeah uh which is also enhanced terrain uh deformation i have to make sure i don't say defamation um so that is in there they've got uh, other interactive map elements which include uh, like opening and closing doors moving cranes moving like shipping containers uh, raising and lowering bollards uh, setting up zip lines so uh, sort of giving the player ways to maneuver around the environment and create their own um, like footprints on the map uh, which is interesting. It's going to launch with seven maps for all-out warfare. Um, th- this is basically... Uh, I-, I got a quick list of the maps here, and we saw some of them in the um, this trailer that they, they did put up. Uh, one of them is Kaleidoscope. That is set in North Korea... Uh, sorry, South Korea. Um, that is the cityscape map that we saw. Uh, Manifest is in Singapore, which is the shipping lines and uh, shipping containers. We've got Orbital, which is the one with the giant rocket ship um, uh, that you saw taking off. We've got Discarded, which is in India. Um, That is with a giant shipping uh, ship in the middle of the map. I think that is maybe one of the bigger maps. I could be wrong. there is Renewal, which is in Egypt, that's sort of set up in a, a split, like, desert slash um, urban technology environment. And there is Hourglass, which is in Qatar. Um, this is a, uh, looks like a sandstorm has sort of been through this area. And then the, I think this is the largest map that they've got in here at the moment. It's called Breakaway, which is in Antarctica. Um, and that is the one where you see the 
at the very start of the trailer of the guys uh like skydiving off of this cliff and the dude being taken out by a uh a plane i think it is and then he yep. wingsuiting away um so there's quite a few maps there um any anything you want to say about the the maps that you've seen in this trailer they look fucking like first of all seven maps is fucking rad uh way more than i expected um i don't know i i don't know why but i sort of figured there'd be only four or five uh seven's awesome um Mm -hmm. the the visual range that these maps are showing is awesome Mm. i can see kaleidoscope quickly becoming a favorite um yeah If, I think sorry. I think it was Jack Frags so might have done a comparison that um oh, what was it the one I just said can't remember Hourglass. the biggest map Hourglass. yeah or, it, was it Hourglass or Antarctica I thought it was Antarctica map oh, that right. is on the same sort of scale as uh, Verdansk from PUBG in terms of size yeah right um if if the Hourglass one if you can go to the city. In the background there, uh, I reckon I'm, I'm going to play a fuck ton of that in Kaleidoscope. I love city fighting in fucking Battlefield games. Um, yeah. But yeah, like there's just a, I don't know, that you, you get of these big vibes of different Battlefield areas mm-hmm. from a lot of these fucking map reveals. And right. I'm keen to see. Yeah, the, from what I've I've read, the um the maps because they're so large will be split up into like sectors, and each sector can have multiple like capture points and objectives mm. to do within them before you actually take over that area. So it seems like they're gonna be changing up the way that um changing conquest a little conquest yeah, yeah will work in general as opposed to you capturing a B C D. It's now yeah. going to be multiple objectives in an area to sort of get that thing done. Um, yeah. So that's a yeah, cool, cool little system. I'll be very intrigued to see how that plays out because uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think it sounds rad, um, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Battle Pass announcements is Conquest Classic uh, and they get a <laughs> bunch of hype out of people being able to just cap a b c d and e again yep um yeah yep but yeah. um 128 players means they're going to be introducing bots into the game to fill up servers um not really much more information on that at this stage uh in game there's going to be a uh, a new weapon system which enables you to switch out your weapon configuration while moving around um the way I've sort of read it being described is you tap a button, it sort of brings up a UI menu over your weapon and you can quickly switch between uh, different types of scopes, barrels, ammo, and underbarrel attachments on the fly. Um, yep. So that sounds really interesting. Uh, you've got, what else here? Um, the, oh, basically like a hero shooter. <laughs> They're sort of moving over to that system. Think yep. Overwatch. Think uh, Rainbow Six Siege, Apex Legends. Uh, traditionally, Battlefield has been a uh, assault, engineer, recon, support, these different class types, whereas the specialists 
will each have their own unique gadgets and traits, but also sort of be fit into one of those um, class types as well. So they they said the game will be shipping with 10 of them. They've revealed a few at the moment. Um, to give you an idea, we've got uh, Webster McKay, who is in the Assault class, um, has a grappling hook, and their trait is that they're nimble, which allows them to quickly aim down sights um, from their weapons. Um, yep. There is another specialist here called Maria. She has a, a pistol, which you can fire at your teammates, and it heals them. Does that sound familiar at all? <laughs> All right, Doc. Maybe? <laughs> the one's played too much Rainbow. Um, her trait is a combat surgeon. allows her to uh, return downed allies to combat with full health when reviving them. Yep. So it seems like it's uh, a bit of a, a medical buff. So she's get slot into the support uh, role. We've got Boris, who has a sentry system. He can deploy that. The sentry engages with other enemies and um, his trait is uh, as a sentry operator, basically allows him to spot Bjorn. Yeah, he allows him to spot enemies um, when the uh, sentry gun locks onto them. I think yeah. he also buffs the turret when he's in there, uh, when he's in the vicinity of them, uh, from what I recall. Range, yeah. Reading. yeah. Um, he gets put into, I think it's the engineer. I'm having trouble finding that, but I'm guessing he's engineer. Uh, we've got the last one, which is Casper. He is a recon soldier, gets a drone as his gadget, spots uh, enemies on the map, and uh, can hit them with an EMP blast. His trait is a movement sensor, which alerts the player to approaching enemies. Um, and uh, yeah, looks like that's about it for him. I guess we'll have to see a bit more, but to, to me- um, One of the things, one of the other things is that you're not like locked into weapons. Yep. based on which operator slash class you pick uh they can all of them can equip any uh primary secondary and throwable weapon uh yep. so yeah that's that's a pretty big deal in my it's opinion it's just the gadgets it's, and traits yeah it just means that you pick your gadget uh your your operator based on which gadget you want to bring with you um and i think that what they'll wind up doing is multiple types of each class so you know maria has the um the doc gun the doc medic gun but she might be you know she might bring them back to full health while another one might be able to heal everyone around them uh but only bring them back to half health with the threat pistol type thing mm -hmm. um which i think is a you know an interesting change up and you'll want to like sort of manage that shit right uh based on who's who's coming with you what you yeah what you bring into the the firefight how long you think you're gonna stay up for and stuff yeah yep um so that's the uh specialist that we know i assume they're going to be showing off more as we get closer and closer to the release of this game uh all up the game will be split into they're calling them three pillars um, the first one is All Out Warfare, which we just talked about. That is Conquest, and um, I don't remember what the other one is called. Uh, uh, Breakthrough. Breakthrough, yeah, which is the, the classic, like, pushing forward, unlocking checkpoints, and then, you know, the other team goes back, and you keep keep pushing, push and pull yeah. sort of 
mode. Um, the is it push and same- pull or is it just fucking go rush with a different name? I can't. I can't remember. It's one of those modes. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, it's, it's the game mode I won't play because it's not conquest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other uh, gameplay pillar is called Hazard Zone, and the third one is a mystery mode, which will be revealed at the uh, later of later in this year. It's being worked on by LA Dice, who um, have done Battlefield games in the past. Uh, one of Job's favorite Battlefield games, actually. So yeah, I'm sure he'll love whatever sure. this mode is. Um, so this this hazard zone and this other mode, yeah. What, what's your take on this? What do you what do you got out of these? So two? the what I've read from yep. people that have seen this thing, or not 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 seen the mode, but have been to this event and their vibe, um, mm. is that it could be uh, like a escape from Tarkov or like the hunt showdown sort of scenario because they've described hazard mo- hazard zone as a uh new squad based high stakes mode and yep. dice has been adamant to say that it's it's not battle royale they're not making a battle royale for battlefield 2042 it's not coming yep. but i mean how many times have we heard um someone say hey we've got this brand new game mode and we're mm. calling it this thing. Like you run around and you yeah. kill people and you got to move this thing and you've got to be in this spot. And like, but it's not, it's not King of the Hill. It's called, it's called this thing. And you're like, yeah, but yeah. that's King of the Hill. And yeah. they're like, no, 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 it's not King of the Hill. It's like, we've made our own game mode. It's not yeah. like that. I'm very suspicious of exactly the same fucking thing. <laughs> Either this is them being like, we're not making a battle royale. We're inventing our own mode and you get to it. And it's like, oh, there's no zone, but there's fucking 600 tornadoes spinning around this thing. And if you go on the tornado, you die. <laughs> and then the tornadoes keep coming into the circle, and you're like, they keep what? closing in. And, yeah. And you start with but no it's not loot. a circle. But it's, it's tornadoes. Not te- it's a square, actually. And yeah, it's shaped in a square. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's actually more of a royal battle. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a hazard yeah. zone because if you go outside the zone, you die. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, yeah, yes. I'm I'm sort of very. I don't know if they're being just like we don't want to call it a battle royale, or if they actually they're not making a battle royale. They're they're doing something else, and, yep. and the first thing that like the the battlefield people have said that uh, influencers and streamers and YouTubers said they're sort of thinking that it could be like an escape from Tarkov, a right. hunt showdown situation where you are in an area you're collecting loot and gear you're completing objectives and then you need to get the fuck out of there type thing um yeah. i don't know like what is your sort of beat on uh, this i uh no i you, you basically know that i'm extremely skeptical of the idea it's in my opinion there's three op- three options right one and i doubt it but they do uh incursions which was the battlefield one uh, competitive mode um, mm-hmm. that they trialed pretty heavily but uh, never really got off the ground uh, was supposed to be included with Battlefield 5 they wound up scrapping it so one it's incursions and this they make a play of the esports uh, thing uh, esports I don't know rackets uh, two 
It's this, yeah, hunt showdown, escape from Tarkov. They've got AI in the game. Um, so there's an opportunity there to actually, you know, have that sort of combat. Although I still don't know how they solve the same problem that escape from Tarkov and hunt both share, which is why the fuck do you do anything in that mode? Or C3, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's Battle Royale, but it's not being called battle royale for whatever reason whatever semantic yeah. trick they're playing uh to define it's it as called, anything other than uh, i mean the, the game mode is literally called hazard zone i know they're right? going up against the biggest the biggest battle royale game which is called war zone <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly um but yeah so yeah very skeptical what do you reckon this dice la thing is before we jump onto that quickly, because okay, sure. while we're on the battle royale, if it is not a battle royale, they are making a battle royale. Someone is making a battle royale game, and it will be a free to play game. Because yep. if they're not, they're idiots. They're dumb. They are idiots. Yes, one hundred percent. Because, because is... Warzone is the biggest thing out there right now. And yeah. It is. It'd be stupid not to make a battle royale game. Exactly. Anyway, um, this dice LA thing, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. So- Something I can't even speculate on it. Like, yeah, I, 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 there was that rumor, right? That could be their esports thing. It could know. be. Uh, there was that rumor of that version of Battlefield, the Battlefield monomonym that came out ages ago, where you could play any version of any Battlefield game in inside of Battlefield or whatever the fuck was going on, and it yeah. was incomprehensible it didn't make any sense because anyone rolling into like oh yeah well, i've got battlefield 1942 weapons against uh fucking battlefield 2142 mech uh yeah. so i guess i'll just die now i've got my bolt action fucking m1 grand or whatever fuck no you're the describing not a bolt action, but... right now <laughs> um but yeah um yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see that working. Maybe maybe LA is doing the battle royale. Maybe Hazard Zone said, is not the battle royale. They've said that they're not making a battle royale. They said there will be no battle royale in Battlefield 2042. When did they say that? They, Where did they say that? They said that they, Hazard Zone is not a battle royale. No, right? no, they've they've there's interviews out there saying that really, and they've during these uh this this briefing that they had, there, there's not going to be a battlefield. Uh, 19, uh, 2042 Battle Royale. And they're not working on one. <laughs> it's then, it ha- the, uh, I don't know. Then it has to be yeah. a fucking semantic trick. Or like there has to, there, yeah, there has to be some sort of fucking semantic play uh, going on here where they're like, well, technically where Dice Stockholm is not working on one because Dice LA is doing it. <laughs> or technically Hazard Zone isn't a Battle Royale. Because we watched uh, we watched some dickwad YouTubers video on what a game needs to be a battle royale, and technically this is just sparkling last man's standing. Yeah, out. we have tornadoes. <laughs> it's not us. They're tornadoes and they're square shaped tornadoes, so you can't put that shit on us. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll we'll see, but I am intrigued. I um, am intrigued. 
Yes. Anyway, uh, what else can we talk about here? They have a uh, battle pass system, which will be uh, only cosmetics. They will also have a free battle pass, which will contain gameplay items. Um, they're saying four new specialists in year one. So yeah. new characters with abilities and all sorts of fancy tricks that they can do um, mm. on that battle pass. Releasing October 22nd this year for a uh, price of, uh, I guess it's 69 USD in um, America on consoles and on PC, it'll be 59 USD. Full price game, bit causing a bit of an upstir, this price point, um, it being a multiplayer only game, right. also with the yep. Battle Pass system. Any thoughts on this especially considering they're going up against call like games like call of duty or, or warzone where like warzone is free apex legends is free apex is obviously ea as well um fortnite is free like you've got these high caliber multiplayer games that are free to play and they're charging full price plus a battle pass system as well in the game you've got other games like rainbow six right that charge full price multiplayer only have a battle pass or eventually i mean isn't rainbow free at this stage you can get into it for free that like starter kit or whatever it is yeah i suppose so maybe there is some method of getting in for free maybe uh game pass um oh who knows what was that what's wrong with Uh, cough sorry i don't know weird cough um (laughs) sounded like you said game pass you what how what why would you say that uh anyway um yeah like maybe there's some other way for people to get it free i don't Mm. don't know um or relatively free i mean there is ea play right or ea whatever the fuck their their subscription is um there's that uh that you could pay for as opposed to paying full price and if you don't want to pay whatever the you know you know hundred bucks for it in Australia. Um you can pay one month of EA and uh, EA play, play it when it's the fucking new hotness and people want to who who want to continue playing it for the rest of eternity can buy it, I guess. Or maybe, yeah, there's some way to get it some other way. Yeah. We've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, right? If this thing is on Game Pass, that's huge. Yeah. Um I think it will be. Hmm because i mean like the other ea games have been right at this stage they've been pumping them out um yeah and so if they really want to go up against the call of duties who make a stupid amount of money every year yeah um and really like call of duty is nowhere near as big sorry battlefield is nowhere near as big as call of duty um and so if they can get in there on that that game pass thing then that is massive for them um yeah so i guess we gotta wait and see right there's just so much we don't yet know and yeah we gotta wait to find out more all i guess which we don't have to wait that long yeah yep uh, but i'm excited all the same yeah uh, yeah the stuff that i have read I'm, I'm annoyed that i had to read all this crap and what like mm. <laughs> even if they showed me fucking 30 seconds or a minute of gameplay at the end of that thing so i could see what it looks like i mean like, yeah that's cool um <laughs> like I, I don't know man it just feels so old school to me we're seeing all these um th- th- these companies go ahead now and do 
long form sort of sit down, let's break apart all these systems. Um, so, sort of like we're, we're getting away from these made up trailers that don't really have anything to do with the game. And then on the other side, we've got companies that are still like, hey, look at our in-game engine thing and doesn't look sick. And you're like, yeah, but don't, like, what is the game? You're not yeah. t- like, uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm just super disappointed because I thought they would, because they, Battlefield does it every fucking time they release a game. And I they, thought surely they, they just yeah. get, get, get away from that thing. At least, uh, I didn't have to fly anywhere to, to see watch that, which they've done that. in the past. They have, yeah. uh, and, and you didn't get anything else. So at least <laughs> there's all this extra information, right? Yeah. Uh, years ago, they basically showed what they just showed then, with no interview accompanying interview. It live it went and streamed out live, uh, so we couldn't even report it at the time, um, and that happened at GDC, which would have been what May, right? Yeah. This is this is their their timing schedule. This is how they do it, right? The uh, they would have shown this thing at GDC, uh, misplaced as it always has been, uh, and then at somewhere closer to E3, they would have shown the the gameplay thing. But for whatever reason, they didn't show it back then, and they have shown it now, uh, yeah. three days before they're going to show the real meat. This is yeah, yeah. People have already seen. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just to me, it's just strange. Um, it's odd. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving on here. Um, I obviously, we'll talk about more Battlefield next week once we get some more, um, once we see this thing in action. So uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine has been renamed to Extraction. We knew that this was coming. They talked about it in the past. Obviously, Quarantine has become a bad name for that game to use in the last two years. Yeah. Um, it, was it, it was Parasite as well at one stage. Or was that the code name? I think that was the code name. Yeah. Right. I don't think it was ever officially Parasite. Yeah. So this is basically the um, Left 4 Dead-esque uh, game that they're putting out set in the Rainbow Six Siege, maybe, universe? I don't know. Rainbow Six Siege had a Left 4 Dead-style game. It was like a Halloween event one year. It was really good and fun. And it was it lasted like four weeks. And we were like, why yeah. is this yeah. not in the game all the time? That was so cool. And so they went and turned it into a proper game. Um, so I'm excited yep. for this. We'll get we'll get to look at it more at the Ubisoft Forward uh, coming up very soon. Very soon, yeah. Uh, the full reveal. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I want to play it more. I'm still disappointed that it's a 3v3 affair, but whatever. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. Yep. Yeah, can't wait to see more. Uh- Okay, uh, next up, we've got some 2K news. Looks like a bunch of their stuff has leaked out. We've got a Borderlands spinoff called Wonderlands, uh, which is set to be revealed tomorrow morning. Um, so probably by the time most you people hear this. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, apparently a spinoff with Tiny Tina. Don't know if it's going to be a first-person shooter or something weird right. and wacky. But anyway, it's... Um, I'm I'm keen to see what they've got cooking on um, with her because I, like I I think that her DLC was one of the best in the series the um, yep. you know the D and D session so I, I don't know whether it's just going to be like a another 
um, Borderlands game or if it's something completely different, like a, a different genre type yep. type thing. So wait and see. Um, the next one is a new Firaxis game who are the creators of a XCOM series. Sorry to interrupt, um, but um, Tiny Tina, the the Dungeons and Dragons thing was like written by Ashley Birch, right? I th- was it? I think so. Well, I mean, she plays Tiny Tina, right? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. If it was written. Uh, I don't know. I, I was, I was just going to say when we're caught up on Mythic Quest, and I don't know, she's credited as the writer on a bunch of episodes for that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just a... In TV, they just rotate writers most of the time. Like, they're all writing it. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like the, yeah. But, you know, the credited writer. Like, I just, I, I think she's been doing a really good job. She's written some of the more interesting... Uh, she didn't write the, the last episode. I don't know if you're caught up on Mythic Quest. Yeah, but yeah, I did. The latest episode was fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, that show's good. That show is good. Although... <laughs> They uh they pursue making a battle royale in that yeah and uh they they name drop the most popular battle royales Rana. <laughs> no it was hyperscape. oh no hyperscape hyperscape that's right oh yeah, my was, god they, they say like Fortnite <laughs> or something yeah. and like Call of Duty Warzone Apex yeah. and they're like hyperscape you're like what hyperscape <laughs> get the fuck out of here they wouldn't have known. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's um, a it's a Ubisoft co-pro, so they had to uh, you know get get an Ubisoft game in there. But Jesus Christ, uh, yeah, 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 that one that that made me laugh uh, in ways that it shouldn't have. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was. They put it uh, in there intentionally. Very sly. Very you sly. Never know. Um, <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, Firaxis, new Firaxis game, creators of uh, XCOM uh, Civilization series, are working on a new turn-based action game using the Marvel license. Yes, I am in. You've got me. <laughs> That's all you had to say for Luke to get on board. Uh, I'm probably not going to get on board. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I'm old enough to accept that I burn out too quickly on... XCOM games I just yeah. fucking I lose and I get annoyed at the dice rolls and I'm like fuck this shit I'm out of here maybe they'll, they'll change it um, yeah maybe we'll see okay uh, next up we've got Warner Brothers they're doing a stream it's not gonna have Gotham Knights there's no Suicide Squad there's no Hogwarts Legacy <laughs> they're showing what the fuck is gonna be blood. on this stream it's just back for blood. Just black, back for blood. That is fucking phenomenal. Like, I yes, I will watch that. But where are there other games? What happened? Uh, when does this was supposed to be shown ages ago, like last year, E3. When does um, Battlefield uh, 2042 come out? October 22nd. October 22nd. And when does Back for Blood come out? <laughs> Didn't they say there was a... There was a pre-order open beta a couple of weeks beforehand. 12th. The 12th. Yeah. Four days. Back for blood. Back for four days <laughs> before it's dead to me. <laughs> yeah, because there's going to be an early access for, for, for Battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I will play Back for Blood 
for four entire days and then it doesn't exist anymore. It had a good run. See you later. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't... Like, there are two games that I think can distract me, that can hold my attention outside of uh, Battlefield, and they are Deathloop and Dying Light 2. That is it. Those are the games you know that of. will... That I know of. Yeah, maybe something... Maybe. Maybe Horizon, they'll... Maybe they'll be like, Horizon Zero Dawn, we're coming out the 21st of October. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of that. Maybe you could try again on that one. Um, West. I said Zero Dawn, didn't I? You did. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Horizon... Fuck, that'd be... That would be... I'd basically just take... What if off. they sandwich it? They they change the God of War release date to the twentieth, oh, yeah. or the twenty first, and yep. then the twenty third is Horizon. They're just like fuck you, fuck you, Battlefield. Um, it's a PlayStation sandwich. Um, you're gonna yep. go. You're gonna be free on Game Pass. Well, how about this, motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No. Yeah. Deathloop, Dying Light Two. Those are the games. I can't. I can't even think of what they might what might be announced that's Halo gonna Infinite. Elden Ring no Elden, Elden Ring maybe but that's not coming out this year that's coming out in 2031 that's coming out in 2042 uh, when George R. R. Martin finishes The Winds of Winter um, yep. yeah okay next up we got uh, Ubisoft's Tom Clancy games are gonna be given a mashup in a new free to play shooter uh, codename Project Battle Cat, which puts the divisions factions versus breakpoints wolves versus splinter cells echelon. Um, what is going what? on here? <laughs> what? What did you what say? What, hang on, say it, say all of that again. What the fuck are you talking right. about? <laughs> Project Battle Cat, which is a fantastic yeah. name. Uh, is fan- I love that. it. Do not <laughs> yeah. change it from Project Battle Cat. It puts. It puts a bunch of these Tom Clancy game factions together. So we get the, the division factions versus Breakpoints Wolves versus Splinter Cells Echelon team. And then they shoot each other in a free-to-play game. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. If, if you reckon. What the fuck? <laughs> Where are you getting this from? Is this another leak? Yeah. That's fucking phenomenal. A bunch of images leaked from it. That is incomprehensible. I don't the understand. The thing that upset most people is that there's no Splinter Cell game and they're putting the Splinter <laughs> Cell crap in a free-to-play game. <laughs> oh. Poor Sam. Poor yeah. Sam like, Fisher. If, if anything is going to get me super excited, it'd be a new Splinter Cell game from Ubisoft. Oh, like, hell yeah. It just seems oh. like they're not interested in... All the images have been taken and, down. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They got... DMCA'd. <laughs> DMCA'd. Shit, eh? Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So I guess we'll, we'll find out exactly what that is on the weekend. Um... That's pretty much it for any E3-ish sort of leaks. Anything else you can think of that you want to mention at all? Uh, nope. I don't think nope. so. 
Okay, the last piece of news item we've got here is uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is getting a 60 FPS ray tracing mode at launch. This was slipped into the game uh, during the review period, um, which is interesting. I like that thing coming hot, but yeah. that sounds pretty impressive. I guess Insomniac has learned a lot from working on Spider-Man um, and oh, getting yeah. that 60 FPS mode up and running with ray yeah. tracing. And uh, bringing this across seems really interesting. I saw some initial thoughts from like Di- Digital Foundry did some tests on it, um, and that stuff looks looks fantastic. I, I'm I'm really excited for this game. Obviously, the reviews have come out at this stage. It's like an 89, I think, on Metacritic. The last time yep. I checked, it's getting a lot of love. Um, you excited to check this out? Yeah, fuck yeah! I'm very excited. Like I've been, I devoured the reviews. People are talking up. They saying stuff that like has gameplay wise well. like gameplay wise it, yeah. yeah it actually sounds great not just good looking um i'm very amped to to play it uh it sounds like a proper next gen experience which is cool hmm. um yeah right yeah so um yeah that's cool so i guess we'll talk about that more obviously next week i thought i'd just drop it in here because why not um and that's the news any questions we got going on for this week we do have a question i did see a question i think uh questions snoop dougie doug writes question for the show he wrote for f-o-r-e for some reason who would win a fight between a badger and a baboon oh or baboon, I don't know. Uh, this is actually mm. pretty tough, right? Because my gut says I go uh, straight to Far Cry on this one. Oh yeah, the honey yeah. badger though. The, the, is it a honey badger or is it just a regular badger? I'm not familiar with the regular badger all that much. I think they're still aggressive, right? right? If I think about badgers and baboons or baboons, how the fuck I can't I can't say anything without second guessing how I talk today. Mm. Um, my my guess is baboon. Yeah, I think baboons I are terrifying. They rip its rip its legs off, right? The, the badger. Yeah, yeah, but badgers. If it's a honey badger, no question, honey badger wins, right? Right. I don't know. But if it's a regular badger, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a good question. Uh, but also, if you if you refer to. Um, Far Cry, right? I don't think Far Cry ever had a baboon. So, does the baboon right. exist? If we're talking does, about like video does game the competition, even exist? Yeah, and so maybe the the badger just wins by default. Uh, I I don't think, but we haven't seen a badger in Far Cry. This is what I'm saying. Wasn't it? We can't a, go. On. That's a honey was, badger. Let's, let's pretend different. it's a honey badger. Well, if it's a honey badger, I think the honey badger wins even if we don't take Far Cry into account because the honey badger like, just fights so far above its weight class that it just can't, can't be defeated. But the, the, if, if it's a regular badger... I just There's have... a regular badger in Far Cry. I'm looking now. What? It's in Far Cry Primal. Fuck Far Cry Primal. How is there... It... Like, isn't Far Cry Primal a fucking dinosaur game? Yeah. So how the fuck does that count? It says here they are the equivalent to Far Cry 4's honey badgers. Really? 
all right, all right, so all it's, right, all right. So it, it, we've got that. I don't think there was. A baboon uh, according in to Far this, Cry. there were baboons in Far Cry One. Really, the first one back when it was still like a Crytek game. So, so there we go. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm puzzled. Okay, forget Far Cry. Eliminate Far Cry. Gut okay. feel, Luke. Who wins, baboon yeah, or the badger? Baboon, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go team badger then. Just just to be contrarian. Uh, I think the badger could take on the baboon. I think. How big is this baboon? I don't know. Baboon sized. How big are baboons? I've never seen one in real life. I haven't seen a badger in real life. I've got no. My idea of both the badger and the baboon comes from The Simpsons. That's not very big. 30 kilos. How big's a badger then? Uh. Baboons to the left of me, baboons. Huh? About half half the the weight. Oh, Jesus. That's uh that's uh, that's uh that's not looking good for the old badger, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, I don't know. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I'm going Gumbaboon. I'm sticking to Badger. Yep. Uh but yeah, I only have a reference for either of these animals from the Simpsons, so I mm-hmm. can't I can't be trusted. I can't be relied upon for this. Anyway, good right. question, Snoop Duggy Dug. Uh, you've stumped us. Uh, we're, we're split. Uh, I would love to hear what other people think on this topic. Uh, do not base it on Far Cry. Do not base it on Far Cry. Don't. Don't do it. What if it's in Far Cry 6, Baboons? and badges and then you could test it out by getting them to fight each other that would be fantastic that's the only possible possible solution for this Far Cry 6 actually is another game that I'm excited for Uh, when I say Dying Light 2 or uh, or Deathloop could distract me from Battlefield it's such a tenuous concept. Yeah. Uh, they'll distract me momentarily. Far Cry 6 too. None of these things are going to hold my attention for long enough to draw me away properly from Battlefield 2042. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking amped. I'm so I mean, fucking amped. O- October is looking pretty hectic with, with Battlefield, Far Cry, Back for Blood. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, apparently, as well. I don't know. Really? We'll see. Fuck. <clears throat> uh, someone's... People got to be moving, right? At some stage. There is only so yeah. many days, only four release dates you can really put in there. Um, looks like you're getting snapped up, so we'll see. Dying Light is December. So that one's solidified itself so far. Right, um, yeah. All right. Anyway, that is uh, that is the questions, or is there any more? That's the questions. Thanks for that. 
Yeah. Good question. Um, all right. If you want, you can find us on The Gap on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all places you get podcasts from, or the GA podcast. We might be under that as well. Uh, please rate and review the show. helps other people find us. You can also uh, go to our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. Watch the podcast in video form if you want. Um, or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and talk about all sorts of things related to video games, TVs, movies, whatever you want. Uh, jump into the voice channels, people playing games, doing all sorts of things. Uh, it's a good time happening in there. You yep. can find us on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com, uh, where you can find all sorts of things on there. All the links we just talked about, past episodes, featured content, it's all going on. Um, that yep. is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast, become a recurring member every month, get the podcast a little bit early and uh, help us pay the bills so thank you everyone does it every month we thank you so much appreciate your support we do and anything you want to spruik out for this week you've been working on no because I still don't know when it's coming out but um (laughs) I don't know stay tuned to the gap uh, for all the E3 news it's going to be good and uh, Twitter at Joey Jojo Um, yeah it's better. All right, you, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L A W R I E. And that is it for this week. As you said, next week's going to be massive. We've yep. got E3. It's going to be stupid. So many things yeah. going on. Um, we've got Ratchet and Clank, which we'll be playing through, and yep. a bunch of other things. So, uh, sounds like a good show. One of the biggest of the year. Get excited. Yep. Get that's, hyped. That's it. We will see you then. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.